And on that note, folks, welcome to another episode of Not A Real Podcast. This is the podcast where we take movies we used to love as kids and we re-examine them in the harsh, sobering, pandemic-filled light of 2020. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Ian Gears. I'm Lauren Thompson. I'm Eric Eilerson. And we are joined by a special guest today, returning to Not Another Film Podcast, is my sister, Megan. Hi. Woo, How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to feel after that movie. Who does? To be honest, like, am I- I think, I can think of a couple adjectives. I can think excited. I can think empowered. I can think disappointed. I can think <laughs> bored. Definitely. I can think exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely not in need of another movie. Yeah. Like, uh, like, I no. think you can Plot definitely feel like I'm up. done. <laughs> and audiences, if you have not been able to guess by all of those adjectives or by seeing the title on your podcast feed, <laughs> we are here talking about Pirates of the Caribbean 3, colon, at world's end. Yeah, the world's we're, colon. We're somehow still sailing the seven seas with these pirate movies. Yeah. Hey, we're more than halfway. Thank God. Yay. Yay. Um, how long are the other two movies, though? The other, no. Oh, no, that's a great point. No. Both of the other movies clock in at under two and a half hours each. Thank well, God. At least they took. What a the sick day. thing to say! You shouldn't be applauded for under two and a half hours. Well done. You Great only point. stabbed me in the leg. The bar is so low. Great point. Every movie in this franchise is longer than Star Wars. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! I can't wait for the next Artemis Fowl sequel that clocks in under four hours. Yeah. Oh man, the Branagh cut. It's gonna be lit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear that Sylvester Stallone is doing a director's cut of Rocky IV right now? Why? Is he filming <laughs> new footage? Like, I think, I don't know, yeah, I think the correct question to ask is why not? There's a pandemic. Just do it. No, yeah. he needs yeah, to remind us that point. Russia's actually the things. bad guy again. Yeah. I think we like, forgot that. <laughs> clearing out his garage and like, oh, I found a couple film canisters from scenes that we never faced. <laughs> Hey, look what we found here. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I punched the big guy, but he's very oily, you know, because oil is very Russian. I like that your, your Rocky Balboa kind of sounds like if somebody shot Yogi Bear with a tranquilizer. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what he sounds like? Yeah, somebody yeah. shot Sylvester Stallone <laughs> with a tranquilizer. Well, yeah, you know, you know, you know, you know good old Sly, he, he auditioned for Yogi That's how he, before he went into porn. He, he was like, I get those dry voice acting. This guy sounds a lot like me. And they're like, no, nah, we're going to go with Ackroyd and Timberlake. <laughs> hey, 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 yo, yo, Adrian, how about a picnic basket and boxing? I don't know. That could have been Rocky. <laughs> that could have been it. Oh, I'm doing everything to avoid talking about these movies. So let's get into it. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Same director, Gore Verbinski. Same writers, Ted Elliott and the other one. And uh, let's get into the first time we uh, experienced these films. Megan, since you're the guest, I'll have you kick this off because uh, you and I have the same story for when we saw this movie the first time. So do you remember the first time you saw Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End? I mean, I know I was in a theater. Yeah. I do remember that. Do you and remember I, what time of day it was? It was midnight, right? Absolutely. We went to a midnight show. Yep. Because we were avid Pirates fans. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I like, not sorry, you know, at the time. No. Call Why me would you watching me? these again has been an experience. You call, <laughs> just call me a hammerhead. I was so big into these movies. <laughs> wow. We, we were yeah. real into it. Like we were all, yeah. I was surprised. I remember looking around and going like, is this really Harry Potter worthy? And I definitely had that thought because that was like my thing. I would go to Harry Potter yeah. movies at the midnight show. And I was just like, this is definitely worth it. But is this worth it? Yes, it was worth it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember how I felt or anything like that. I can't really remember. Like, yeah. I know I was excited to see the movie, but I remember leaving the theater with a, like a lot of like, what, why, meh. Yeah. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I just never saw the other ones. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Lauren, what about you? Do you remember the first time you saw this? I saw it not at midnight, but I did see it opening weekend with a group of my friends because we were also huge, huge Pirates fans. And I was still, I was still really riding high from the first two. Still really was a, it was a huge stand. Um, and I think I remember like turning on this movie, like halfway through, I want to say, like, I think I was with it for a little bit. And then, like, at one point, one of my friends was, like, I think it's when Elizabeth's dad was confirmed to be dead. Like, she started crying. And I remember just being, like, huh, I really don't care about this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember, the river admittedly, like, I had a friend who was, like, having a very emotional reaction, like, two people down from me. And I just remember being annoyed, like, this movie hasn't deserved that. Like, <laughs> it hasn't earned your tears. Why are you crying? Did you turn to her and say, did you know his name is Weatherby Swan? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Now I wish I had. Uh, but that's all I remember. I only remember those, that memory. Uh, and I remember literally nothing else about seeing this film. Eric, what about you? Um, if I remember correctly, this was part of an epic day in my, in my life because me and my, one of my best friends at the time we're like, we want to see a bunch of movies on like a Saturday. So we picked out three movies. And I remember there were a bunch of th- like third trilogy movies that came out at the same time. Yep. So we bought tickets for Pirates 3, mm-hmm. Shrek the Third, mm-hmm. and Delta Farce. I don't know if y'all remember <laughs> Delta Farce. <laughs> what? Your Rochester, Michigan is showing, Eric. I have oh, this was that. the County. in a while. This was, wow. yeah, no, that was the order of the films in the day. This is Lapeer County, Michigan, rural. Because it was Larry the Cable Guy and Bill Engvall being soldiers in Afghanistan. Both um, of which were shortlist actors for Davy Jones. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But here's the thing. I remember we saw the first two, and I'll talk about Pirates specifically in a second. We came back to the theater for the third showing of the day, and they had just canceled Delta Farce because not enough people had bought tickets to it. <laughs> um, which used to, guess, be a thing that they do. Because I've never seen movies now? with just me in the theater before, so I guess they just wanted to go home. I didn't realize that movies... Delta Farce. For, to like try and kill time to get more people to show up to Trump ra- Trump's rally, they must like, just have. put on Delta Farce. More people will trickle in. No, I think that's I think that's the double bill he put in the White House with Birth of a Nation. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, so I remember though on that day uh, seeing Pirates Three and freaking loving it. I'm like, that's the best one in the trilogy. I loved everything about it. I was like on board so hard. Um, and then like I again, it was similar to my history with Pirates Two. I liked it didn't rewatch it a whole ton and i never saw the fourth one either until last month um so we but you know i'm gonna save that uh for the next show you know i I had really fond memories of this one and then rewatched it twice in the last month and uh and we'll get to it yeah no i so i saw this with megan this is one of two movies in my life that i have ever fallen asleep in the theater for so I've wow. seen, because I remember that summer because like this movie was out, Spider-Man 3 was out, Shrek the Third yep. was out, Ocean's 13 was out. It was like a weird summer where it was like every like third sequel was yeah. like just released. Yeah, very uh, strange. Yeah, really odd. But I remember going to see this movie, really being really hyped for it and falling asleep. 
and and waking up near like the time when the ships are circling the toilet bowl and then <laughs> i and then i saw i paid to go see this again in the theater and you missed it you saw it again i went to go see it again <laughs> and i don't remember anything about it uh and so i don't think there's a I lot actually, to remember in your in your defense i don't there's a yeah, lot. Exactly. thank you thank you i don't You're think welcome. i saw this movie proper until lauren until lauren and i watched it like a few like a month ago and then this was around the time we were talking about doing this for the podcast and as lauren pointed out before we started recording i was doing everything i could to avoid rewatching this movie <laughs> because i like tr- truthfully this the second one is dumb but has fun moments. This movie is maybe the most confusing and convoluted film I have ever seen in my it's life. It's confused by itself. Yes. Yeah. It it, it 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 shoots for the stars, um, but, but for forgets for it's on a boat. Many stars, like yeah. not just one, and ends up there on the no other North side. Star. Of the world. There are multiple yeah. planes of existence. There are pirate politics there are goddesses there are sea alliances there are hallucinations like it is fucking wild how much is crammed into this movie this movie feels like three seasons of a tv series yes (laughs) oh my god yes because you have have like pirate brethren court is a season that's a season like that is a that's season awesome. of tv that's that is dope. an awesome season of tv but it's a yep. season of television a bottle like episode the with the french guy. and davy jones love story like what like they yeah. give such us an afterthought I swear, this movie like they're needed... all of a sudden she's a goddess and it's just like yep. wait a minute what <laughs> yeah this movie needed an editor to just be like there's too much happening um, let's cut all of this stuff in the middle out. Do we need everyone betraying everyone else five times? Oh, like, well, Lauren, let me just tell you right now, the original cut of this movie clocked in at three hours and 15 minutes. How many so, more betrayals? That's the, how I measure this movie, is how many betrayals there are. It was like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, just ship to ship to ship to ship to ship to ship to ship. Oh, man. Uh, Does Norrington get a better death? Like, come on. Love each other. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. no, I, I, that's, that's, you know what's crazy about that? No, I, I, I felt your energy of going into the plot, so I, I will, I will absolutely let that happen. But no, if I you lo- have, please distract <laughs> me. Let's stop doing this. <laughs> You're like, can we get rid of the betrayals? And the thing is, they make fun, they make a joke about everyone betraying everyone, right? When they get out of the thing, when they're all pointing their pistols and they go, ah, ha, 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 ha. Like, and that's the good version of it. Exactly. In the movie, they are aware of the joke, and then half hour later they're like well actually let's try it though like, let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's see if we can actually do it after we've already ironically made fun of it it's yeah. kind of like the serious version of that like idea that like sometimes you can push a joke past the point of it being funny into it being annoying and then if yes. you keep pushing a little bit more it'll be funny again it's like exactly. the chicken on family guy yeah and maybe yes. ended cut it gets back to being funny is that what yeah. they were trying to do with Jack Sparrow in this movie? Because I never got out of exhaustion. <laughs> I think that's what they're trying to do with him in pretty much every movie. I, no, I, Jack I will, is the worst part of this movie. No, I will say there is a really fucking awesome hour and 50 minute long Pirates movie in this movie. I, I, tr- yeah. I truly believe that, like, because this is another one of those where I, like the second one for this last rewatch, I was at work and I just put it on the iPad next to my computer as I worked. And like I, I, my brain 
just decided which bits to get. Mm-hmm. And I had a very good time <laughs> because yeah. I was like, when I get to the pirate court, I'm like, ah, oh, the pirate court scene, that one's a lot of fun, blah, blah. And then it's like, every, the entire Jack scene with, with the hallucinations, I just didn't pay attention to because that's fucking garbage. Um, but if you I would watch out of it. But oh, I would fun. watch your Topher Grace 90-minute edit of this movie. I, anyway, I'll get right down to it. I agree. And I feel the same way, except I can tell you exactly what connected all of my scenes that I paid attention to because they were literally just Elizabeth Swan scenes. And I think if you had just yeah. made a 90-minute cut of only her stuff, I would have loved this film. <laughs> because yep. she and is awesome. She is. And She's I would actually best add part one of this more movie. thing with her. But when we get to that point in the plot, I'll say what I would add to make this movie a little longer. Is it? Oh, uh, later oh yeah. On. Um, I would change the entire relationship, ending so. of this film. <laughs> yeah, I would change the entire end of this movie. There's a lot. There's a the lot. The end to of change. this movie is like like the the scene at the end is the exact same scene at the end of the first movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's yeah. like the writers just decided to get super. Just they were just like, forget it. That's cool. like, without gonna, a really good do... smash cut. We don't really need to write an ending, do we? I mean, yeah. yeah. You know how people like when you bring things full circle and like the th- the endings kind of feel inevitable. Like we were always going to end up here, and like, and because like there's this nice mirror to the beginning, and then this was like, yeah, it's gonna be like a mirror to the beginning in that it's the exact same thing as the first one. Yep. And no twist on, on anything. No, we're not changing up character dynamics. Like, because I love callbacks, and I think you can definitely do that at the, the end of this movie. But instead, you just have literally every character doing the same thing they did in the first movie. And so it feels like there's no progress being made. Do we, do we think that this movie suffers from the same thing that something like, like the second and third Matrix movie kind of suffers from? Because they also shot those two movies back to back, and they shot these two movies back to back. And it's kind of like we're already in the middle of shooting the next movie before we're getting feedback on what's working about the second movie. So, like, before we, you know, get any sort of... But I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think so. I actually don't think so because I think a lot of... Weirdly, I because I I think that really their stuff with, like, kind of beefing up Elizabeth's role came out of just what they were seeing on set and, like, what they felt from Kira Knightley. Because she was need... awake and Orlando Bloom was asleep. Yeah, and they like didn't need yeah. audience reaction to know that what they had was good. And in and so like the thing that they had that was dynamite, they ran with in the third one. Um, and I think everything dynamite. else, everything else was like yeah. set up in the second one. They just kind of followed through, and I feel like they, you know, I don't think that like listening to audience reaction really would have changed a whole lot. Well, no, I was I reading. Think- a quote from Gore Verbinski about these three movies. And Gore Verbinski likes to think of the first Pirates of the Caribbean, the best Pirates of the Caribbean, as a character-driven film, which I would agree with. Mm -hmm. Sure. The second movie, he views entirely as a plot-driven film. And this movie, he thinks is the best of both worlds. I think he's wrong. (laughs) And that... Both of these movies, the second and third movies, are entirely plot-driven, and it's the fact yeah, that yeah. the plots don't make any fucking sense. Yeah, and, Too and, much and of I them. think, yeah, and, and you and you run into the issue, I think, in the third one, where clearly Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley's contracts were up. Like <laughs> they they, so they signed on for three, and I think that that is very evident. And I think that the the studio heads were like, wait. But the first one made so much money. Maybe let's see if we can have it everyone reset 
so we can do a fourth if we want. Whereas, like, I think, you know, you have something, this is so unfair, but like Lord of the Rings, right? You, the, the most successful back-to-back shooting films of all time sure. because they know it's over. They're yep. like, we know at the end we're going to – we don't need the studio notes in the first one because we have the whole story. And I think if they had just said the entire franchise is probably going to be over after the third one, it would have been a lot cleaner because I think they're trying to add in things like the Fountain of Youth, like the new maps, like the supernatural stuff, because that does carry over into the fourth movie with Jack and Barbosa and stuff. Whereas they also had to make sure that there's enough action with Elizabeth and Will to make sure that there's a concise ending in the third. So I think mm-hmm. trying to stop a franchise while simultaneously starting up the next leg of your franchise is very difficult. And in that respect, I will say they did the best they could with that. I think that's it's a very a that's idea. an interesting way of thinking about it. I didn't think but about I think it that they way. Did the best they could. Yeah. Yeah. They should have just stopped it, and if they want more pirates movies, be like, cool. Then, 20 years later, here's what Captain Jack is doing. Because he, he looks like fucking death in the fourth one anyway. <laughs> Just start it over. Who cares? Yeah. All right. Are we ready to dive in? Yeah. Let's go. Because this first scene is fucking awesome. To these waters? Oh, yep. Eric. Yeah. Are you saying that the most awesome way to start your movie is with a pirate holocaust? Yeah, man. Yeah. Are you kidding Public me? Public hangings. Hang a child. Sing along. Man, I, I, I haven't seen that big a pile of boots in so long. Like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love that. Shakespeare summer camp before I saw that many vacant boots on the floor. Dude, I am all about it. I, this opening scene is so fucked up, but I really do enjoy <laughs> it. It's like, here are the stakes. We have a totalitarian government. All your rights are being taken away. Because, like, how can we make sure the audience is a hundred percent on the pirate side from the beginning and whatever we do will not change that (laughs) yep who was ever on the side of the british royal navy no one republicans (laughs) (laughs) there was like somebody's dad who saw the first movie was just like norrington's my favorite character blue lives matter (laughs) yeah no one nobody cries when the soldier dies come on (laughs) he's doing his job i'm happy commodore norrington had his post restored to him he deserved that we all have mistakes. Oh, yeah, what'd that kid do? Do you know? <laughs> like, yeah, no. <laughs> but, but seriously, when they are all singing the pirate song, I'm like, oh, fuck. I do like the moment where you're like, oh, this kid's a pirate. And you're like, oh, shit. No, everyone knows the pirate song? Yeah. Everyone? I remember loving it. When I, was, when I saw it the first time, I was just like, this is gold. Yeah. I love it so much. Watching it this time, I was like, I had that feeling because I remembered the feeling from before. And I was just like, oh, they're about to sing. I'm really excited. And then they're singing and I'm just like, hmm. (laughs) (laughs) This had more effect on me when I was watching that show with Al Pacino that just came out. Hunters. Hunters, yeah. This had way more effect on me when the Jews were doing it. Not as much with the pirates anymore. Because again... In what way are pirates really being persecuted? We remind you folks, pirates are the terrorists of the sea. These people they rape, they rape, they pillage, they go to communities and destroy shit a lot of the time for no reason and then try to pawn it off in this movie as but it's about freedom. But it's a romanticized version because it's based on the ride at the park. So Yeah, yeah. like how dare you, these men who have pistols and swords and constantly running around stealing things and bragging about it but they must how dare you try to kill them (laughs) that aside though they killed a kid 
with and a we beautiful, love uh, we with love a beautiful him. like boy soprano voice. <laughs> he was about to sing. The eunuch in the back. The he, eunuch. <laughs> he was supposed to sing his version of "Think of Me, Think of Me Fondly," but at the last minute, changed it up. And thank I would have been totally did. fine with that too, though. Like, absolutely. How many times are we gonna bring Famine of the Opera into every other movie we do? All of a sudden, is that the most impactful one? Lauren, what do you think about this? I loved it. <laughs> yes. Yes. I loved it. I, I find Lord. it very disturbing that I appear to be the only person of the four of us that thinks that capital punishment is wrong. Um, <laughs> I'd like to say hashtag abolish the prison system. I seem to be the only true progressive on this podcast, so good to know your true Well, I would say this capital punishment was capital punishment. <laughs> I loved it. I love a sing-along. I do think it's it's weird that they claim they're real pirates because we do know that in this world, pirates are not humans anymore. Like, you guys can't be true pirates. You're not zombies. Yeah, you're not a monster. Right. Get out of here. Like, um, I'm sorry. The very fact that you are able to be killed means you are not a true pirate in this universe. You have a human like a witch. face. You're not a pirate. Yeah. yeah. But I love a good song. I think this song is an excellent song. Uh, yep. I think it's a... You know what? I th- again, I've said this in the last movie. I'll say this in this movie. You can say many bad things about this movie. Done. You can't say that they don't take a fucking swing. Oh, they do. Oh, they do. Yeah. I think that there are a lot, of, a lot of franchises that get really boring because they are afraid to take a risk. And mm-hmm. I really do appreciate that at least in these second and third films, they're trying some shit. Like all yeah. of the stuff with Jack in Purgatory is like, you know what? This isn't good, but oh. I do appreciate that they're doing it. <laughs> uh, Lauren, I'm, 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 I'm going to be your buddy right now in this first scene. Hell yeah. Swinging for the fences with this. I'm going to put a pin in that for a moment. It's a surrealist a nightmare, Eric. It is so it is. interesting. It looks like an, like, it looks like I a also, I hated Pirates movement the work in college. This is Studio dumb. Ghibli film. <laughs> I love this. I just it's want to sow this discord between you two. <laughs> <laughs> we are united in sing-alongs. Um, we my are united thing, in gorgeous sing-alongs. <laughs> my favorite thing about this scene is that one of the, the guards, like when they start singing, runs up to uh, Lord Cutler Beckett and is like, <laughs> yeah. Lord Beckett, they're singing. And Beckett's response is, finally. Which is like the sixth thing I would have expected. You no, know, I kind of I, I expected it. He looks Finally. like someone who would say that. <laughs> it's just like, oh, thank God, we have killed so many people, and no one has sung, and I just want to be entertained. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wait, does anyone get killed after that? Does Becca just say, "Cool, you can stop now"? Was that all he was wanting? <laughs> he said the magic word. He was waiting for the musical. You know, <laughs> we know from the last episode that Beckett is a fierce bitch that hath no scorn like so he's like if you just sing i'll stop killing children dude beckett is about to burn in this world to the <laughs> ground just to get back at his ex and i'm to like get back you know at his I, ex captain jack sparrow really i get it like look Rollies i also ben. got dumped to get a text <laughs> message once and i did want to burn down <laughs> the entire like seven seats i get it i've been there beckett has fierce 2020 it. energy i also would try to find the key to the whole ocean to track down my ex and murder him. I get it. We've been there. Um, but you may be taking it a little too far, bro. Um, yeah. 
Wait, I'm just saying, when you ask for a relatable villain, you get a relatable villain. You get Cutler Beckett, the true petty bitch of our age. Yeah, he's the pettiest bitch on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, uh, I I'm Cutler Beckett, and it. you're watching Disney Channel. He <laughs> 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 does the mouse ears, but ends with just like a middle finger. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is this is great. See, much better movie. Um, but <laughs> so then we flash forward to uh, Saigon, right? Or Singapore? They're in Singapore. 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 Uh, and and we get the James Bond opening after. So it's like a cold open into another cold open. And uh, but Elizabeth, I loved it. Yes. <laughs> Elizabeth, much like honestly, she did, if you say anything about Elizabeth in this movie, I'm gonna get right up on my mic and just say I loved it. All I was gonna say was Elizabeth feeling the vibrations that she felt when she dropped the coin in the water in the first movie is like, oh shit, they're singing our song and starts singing the same song. In no, her it's just boat. a pirate song. But then there's like a bunch of like yeah. army people around that are obviously lurking and they could be hearing you singing and she's just singing. She's trying to draw attention to herself. Yeah, she wants to be taken to South She wants to be taken into their, like she's trying to signal to, like that's a signal for yeah, other no, no, pirates. No, but I, I mean, like, pirate the, the naval people will hear her. I didn't know that. I don't think she knew. No. They didn't I don't know, know if they know the there. nuances of pirate songs. It's just the fact that, like, they were looking for something and they heard hoist the colors. I don't know. I, I don't know, but, they, but, but here's the thing. They didn't need to because they've already infiltrated this gang. So they're just lying low yeah, anyway. It doesn't matter. Meltman. This also, is the biggest problem. They're literally just marching through this place as loud as they can. Love it. Like there's there's no like if the South Wings people don't know that they're there they're fucking deaf. Yeah. Although the fact that they're like, hey, we're gonna send one guy into infantry South Fang, a place that is you know full of steam. That is the thing about it. If anything South Fang loves, it's steam. Yeah, man. Import <laughs> yeah. export steam. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is South Fang shit. Singapore is um, number one export. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I did love the like. I, and I also say what you will about any of the Pirates films, at least the first three, like they are masters at atmosphere. Like they, mm -hmm. they, they create the Port Royal, like you feel it's an oppressive regime. Boom. And then Singapore, like the, the, the just the feel of it is so different. Yeah. Even though not much is happening, like you feel that it's a little more like dangerous and roguish and like the, the, the walking through Sao Fang's fortress temple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know what we're calling it. Bathhouse. Uh, area. Neighborhood. Bathhouse. I like bathhouse. Bath estate. <laughs> Ooh, his bathhouse estate. His estate. Um, I, it, it's, it, it really like sets him up nicely in a cool yeah. way. And yeah. I really I like dig it. it. Like, I think it's actually a really good entrance. I think that it, it feels like, I, what I like about this entire kind of cold open with Elizabeth is that it truly cemented that the writers at this point were like, okay, fuck Will, Elizabeth is our hero now. Yeah, okay, so I have a question. And again, yes. and a lot of my questions are gonna be very, very simple because I, I honestly, I watched this movie Simple sober. in this movie? But it, so like I said, I watched this movie <laughs> sober and I genuinely can't remember what these characters know before they go into these scenes and what they like, so when they're going into Sao Fang's place, they're going for what reason? And do they already know Will's been kidnapped? And what, like, so, because it's, because it feels to me like we are just replicating 
um, Luke going into Jabba's palace. Yeah. Like, that's all we're doing. Mm, we, I would say we don't know that Will has been kidnapped. We know that he was he, – they're going to steal the charts. That, that, they need the Fang charts. That's the thing uh, that Will was going to steal. But – so that was Will's mission. Barbosa and Elizabeth are there to enlist Fang's crew because they currently are without, like, a big crew and shit. So See, were they- I was under the opposite impression. I was under the impression that Will got sent in on this mission. He has not come back, so mm-hmm. Elizabeth is going in to see if he's been taken. That's what I thought. Oh. And she's, the, I, the, I think that makes more sense to me because they don't actually need his crew. And if they were going to, if they were going to have Will steal the charts, it wouldn't make sense for them then to go in and ask for his crew because he would have realized by then they had been taken. So it's a diversion. They are, they Ian, are using, I understand your question. Yeah. <laughs> I think it made sense to me. Um, yeah. I, the thing is, I also, even if I was wrong, I like my plan and it made sense in my head. <laughs> so I will, I will still- you know what? Pirate law. That's the, that's the way to do it. Yeah. I will say- I'm an American this- man and a pirate. What I think is fine. I will say, I think what, I, I said this in last movie and I stand by this now. I think if I was reading all of this in a book, I would like it. I mean, the novelization yes. exists. It does it? I don't think it does. It does, because I will have some notes about the novelization later Wait, on. Wait, what? Can I read it? Is it, but they is wrote it an actual or a junior? Right? Uh, I, I don't know. I just have is notes. It another junior novelization full of sex like the last one? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I, I would read the novelization of it, because I feel like if I got what was going on in characters minds if i got a little bit more of like the world building i think i would really dig this because again i think this movie like last movie feels very much like a semi-poor adaptation of a book because there are lots of points where i'm like i look at it and i'm like i don't understand what's going on but i feel like if someone had read the book with a little bit more of the like connective tissue between stuff that someone could very easily be like oh no that's in the book they just didn't have time for it yeah, the book is on slashfiction.com and it's by someone named Bubemaster69. <laughs> and the prose is exquisite. And it is, it's <laughs> genuinely really poetic and I did cry. <laughs> and it's called The Tentacle Tail Heart. Um, yep. Oh, so, In all seriousness, uh, all you fanfic writers, good for you. Keep doing yeah, your but thing. But also weird, that's what got me. That, nothing we've said thus far has made me groan, but it's the Tentacle Tail Heart, that's, yeah. that's my line. <laughs> oh, I like how when, she's, when Elizabeth is walking thing. through the bathhouse estate, they see like people, like barnacle people, like in the baths. <laughs> So I guess this is just, you don't need to be a part of Davy Jones' crew. To or maybe that like started out as a Davy Jones scene and they had to switch it really fast. And yeah. they just forgot that they left the barnacle people I didn't even see that. So that guy is just kind of like, the boat left without me years ago. <laughs> this is where I live now. I think this is also a part where I, based on what I've been told in this series, I can say, Singapore, I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Singapore is always talked about in this like ethereal way. Like, clearly, you've never been to Singapore. I'm like, ooh, look at a crazy shit happens there. That's, I also I just gotta assume that like every pirate thing has a thing, and like that's just theirs. Like, yeah. So yeah. we should talk about Sao Fang. Sao Fang is played by Chai Yun Fat, who's yeah. great. I love Chai Yun Fat. He's doing work. <laughs> well, and, oh, good he for is, him. and he is chewing the fat. Let us yes, be clear. He's chewing on movie. the scenery, and I love it. <laughs> Down. Apparently, Chai Yun Fat used to help the crew set up between shots because he wanted to have the feeling of what it was like to be a part of a team and a part of a crew. 
So what a fucking hero. That's the, wonderful. The guy's the guy's dope. He's wonderful, wonderful, that. wonderful. He is swinging for the fences. He has a thousand and one <laughs> long coke nails. Uh, Yo. Which, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and and a a like totally jacked up side of his face from like sword inflicted wounds that apparently were done by Jack Sparrow. Sword. Because when Jack when they mention Jack Sparrow, <laughs> he like touches his bald dome and rubs it as if it was a oh, magical yeah. eight ball, and then touches his face. And I think we're supposed to infer that Jack gave him those wounds. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that's in the novelization. So <laughs> <laughs> it's an interlude and in a flashback. Right, though. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a little yeah. little tidbit. He's a little for, salty about it, so that makes yeah. Sense. Everyone's salty about Jack. Well, uh, on the scale of the actual sea to Cutler Beckett, how salty are you? <laughs> <laughs> He's about an eight. I'm gonna go and crack. Be- uh, yeah, Beckett's like, oh, oh, your your scars are physical? Cute. Mm. <laughs> well, he left me in the middle of the night with a note. <laughs> Some of us don't feel the need to advertise our pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Disney um, Channel Plus. <laughs> um, we have Hamilton now. <laughs> I love how he's turned into the King of England now. <laughs> he's yeah. just Jonathan Groff. He's now Jonathan Groff. <laughs> There's no difference. Uh, Jonathan Groff would totally play Beckett in sense. Pirates of the Caribbean, the musical. Oh my God! This yes. is a musical. It starts with the song. That would be so amazing, right. though. <laughs> like side note. Yeah, that would be awesome. Wow. I mean, you already have Davy Jones playing the Phantom of the Opera in the last movie. Here's the thing: I want to like Davy Jones. I really do, and that's my problem. With Davey. I forget when about we get him. There, I have a lot constantly. of things to say about Davy. I legit just forget that he exists. Everyone's they'll he be like, "Oh, Davy totally. Jones is on his way," and I'm like, "Oh, that's right, Davy Jones." He's so much like more of a thing in the second movie. Like in this yeah. movie, it's like he's such an afterthought that I'm just like, "Oh, you're supposed to be scary." Yeah, I don't. I'm not yeah. scared of you at all anymore. Yeah. He's just Our working for in a bucket. The whole like time. I don't. <laughs> yeah, he's got a day job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like. <someone's- laughs> Beckett is controlling your ass. Oh, I don't. The secret to Davy Jones is he's just a disgruntled employee. (laughs) He's like a middleman. Yeah, he just hates his job. And like, hey, man, I get it. Imagine, imagine like working at like a subway and they're like, you've got to restock the chips. You've got to restock the chips. I don't want to restock the chips. Well, if you don't restock the chips, pepperoni's going to grow on your face. Like you're gonna, an Italian BMT is gonna grow on your face. <laughs> it's like that <laughs> seems a bit unorthodox. <laughs> you only you only get to go in the back and restock once every ten years, so you got to make all the shit last. It's part of like yeah. the decomposition of Davy Jones that he just forgets how to speak like regular words because yeah. it just seems like the syllables get so elongated throughout this entire movie. It's just like, oh, it's you're real nice. He's like little anyway, games. Just forgot how to speak. Yeah, you know how like sometimes actors will make up little games on set to like amuse themselves. He's like, how far can I push this verbal until <laughs> they tell me to that. stop? Totally. That's Johnny Depp's whole performance in this. It's, <laughs> but it's also Bill Nye. <laughs> how far can I go without getting one single fucking note? Last time I got nominated for an Oscar. This time I'm going to annoy the <laughs> shit out of everybody who comes to see this movie. That sounds like a Johnny Depp thing to do. <laughs> Um, all right. I don't. How much more do we need to talk about with this? Op- if we get this minute with the details, this is gonna be a nine. No, I feel podcast. good about it. I, I do want to just point out that one of my favorite tropes in the world 
is uh, when ladies get to do the bit about like, oh, give us all of your weapons, and then you pull out a million weapons, and yeah. then like five more weapons, and then like one more. I, I truly just want to thank people. Yeah, it's a great that made bit. that moment happen. Bit. Because I've seen that bit a million times, and getting to see Kira Knightley do it truly made me feel so alive. I loved yeah. it so much. She's so angry and so cool, and I just love her. Love She's her so great. I want to start start right here because I'm going to shit on this movie a lot. I love Kira Knightley. I've mm-hmm. always loved Kira Knightley. I think she's a very good actress. We talked about this on the last two episodes. I love her. I love this character. And almost everything that she gets to do in this movie really, really works. That's I think it. There's, like, no, there's no but. There's no joke. I genuinely think like she's, she's good. She's very good in this. If I was giving notes on this, I would be like, legit, all of the plot lines that are not hers need to get reduced a ton. <laughs> because I think this movie needs also a guiding vision. Like, because it's three different movies, there's no, like, unifying through line. Yeah. And I think that hers is kind of the closest you get because it's been building up since the first movie. And it's the one that pays off the most that yeah. doesn't really revert like a million times and seems to operate in a, in a, like a linear fashion. Mm-hmm, so sure. I think like really pare down the movie, keep that as the skeleton because that's the stuff that works and just like expand that because all of the shit that she does in this movie, I think really lands. Yeah. yeah. And then well, when Jack shows up, I'm just like, oh, fuck, that's right. <laughs> so I should let you know this now, Lauren. I'm not sure if you know this story or not, but- you know, you're filming these movies, you're outside a lot, you're really tired, you gotta do press for these things, it's Disney, you gotta do them all the time. You're probably real tired. <laughs> Kira Knightley fell asleep at the yeah. premiere for this movie. Yeah. And has never seen this film. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That sucks. I really hope she's at least watched her big speech at the end because she deserves to see that. She does, but apparently she doesn't watch her movies <laughs> after the premieres. And, I don't uh, blame that because fuck, I hate watching myself do anything. I hate more listening than to myself. I hate watching myself. I hate everything about it. Yeah. Yep. I get that. All right. So yeah, they, again, Will got caught. Oopsie Daisy. He sucks at his job. He's an afterthought. How, how long is he under that water? Like legit forty-five minutes. He <laughs> yeah, should like be- dude is a ch- is Aquaman. I, mean, like, they, like, I don't really care. They have a full <laughs> conversation about him. And it goes for a long time, and then like, cool. Oh, by the way, huh? I almost forgot after this fifteen-minute talk. We found a guy. Is this him? And then they pull him <laughs> out of the water. I'm like, Jesus Christ! I my thesis statement on Will is that he does one thing of consequence in this entire movie, and that's die. Yeah. Does he hold his breath? Yeah. <laughs> um, we go. Yes. We go back to to um the sassiest bitch on Disney Plus, Cutler Beckett's room. Yeah, we find out that Norrington has been reinstated. Um, we also ha- see that Beckett uh keeps little trinkets from his pirate aficionado days, and he's got a little music box that plays the song that the kid is singing, which is a weird flex. Um, yep, it's kind of like how like from a pirate. Ooh. It's like it's like a cop having like a like Nazi paraphernalia. It's like I know I'm supposed to hate these guys, but I kind of admire them. <laughs> it's like, but I <laughs> kind of like their organizational prowess. Yeah, it's like it's, I just it's, like it's the aesthetic. I, I wish that I wish that someone would have come in and said, "Hey, Mister, wait, is that the? That sounds a lot like <laughs> really because only a pirate would know what it sounds like." 
Boom. Oh, that's oh, why he was excited about at the beginning when they're like, oh, he's playing. He was just like, oh, shit, they're playing my jam. In the was it, or was it like one of those things where it's like, I've had a song in the tip of my tongue for days. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. No, it's he him in the club. He's like, oh, shit, they're playing my song. I love this. <laughs> he had just Guys, been killing also- all those people because he just couldn't remember how the song went. He's like, I know the Wait. melody, but I don't know the chorus. And I really want to sing yeah. along in the shower. So I need to he- kill a bunch of pirates <laughs> so they sing this song. Whoa, whoa, God, okay, oh my God, we just fucking broke this open. Because number one, if you have a music box back then, that's the only song you have. That yes. is only music. <laughs> and, and two, there are no lyrics to it. What if he has never known the words? Yeah, it's haunted life. him. It's haunted him. And I was like, oh, now I have lyrics. Like, oh, oh. shit, assistant, assistant, write this that's down. Write the lyrics finally. down. He's like, I yeah. finally know what this song is. Yeah, he's like, oh my God, did you write those down? Well, no, sir, we... We, we killed the boy. Wait, you killed the boy that started the song. Yes. Before you wrote the lyrics down? Yes. Damn it! <laughs> All right, round up another, another cadre of pirates. <laughs> Hopefully they'll start singing. I think a cadre is totally the plural. Like, 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 a, like a flock of birds. It's a cadre of pirates. Yeah. <laughs> a bevy of pirates. A bevy of pirates. A murder of hammerhead shark people. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh, what the fuck happens next? Yeah, Norrington's still alive. Okay, I thought for a second, because they insinuate that Weatherby is, is like writing letters and he's like going to go to England or whatever. But then we, we pretty much know he's about to die. I thought they insinuated that Norrington was going to kill Weatherby, but apparently not. Because no, he's surprised when Weatherby's alive or was, is dead later. It's yeah, all no, very unclear. Would have been cooler if he had to kill Weatherby. Again, that's in the book. I do do love the fact of, like, Weatherby having to essentially sign, like, kind of being a prisoner in his own home. I am a fan, always a fan of the plot line of, like, the old, um, the old guard being prisoners in their own home that, like, everyone thinks they're all happy and fine, but he has to, like, sign all these documents of execution every day. Yeah. Yeah. I would have loved a Weatherby Swan, like, escape scene. That would have been very fun. You've got Jonathan Price. Give him something to do. He does yep. nothing in these movies. He wears yeah. a wig. That's all he does. Or if he does some fun nothing, stuff in that first movie. Make, make sure it's in a. Yeah, that is true. That is true. He, he, fights, the little, he, fights, he fights the thing hands from the Adams family. <laughs> like that's <laughs> it. And it's no. lovely. He doesn't really fight it. He just puts it in a drawer. <laughs> no, I, and honestly, if you're gonna have him do kind of nothing, make it interesting. Nothing like the wife. He's not really doing much more in that movie than he is in this one, but at least it's interesting. Yeah, but that's the point, is that he does nothing and gets all the credit for everything she does. Because she's the wife! Wow, spoilers for the wife. Still haven't seen the wife, but I gathered all that from watching the trailer for the wife. Wonut? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Wonut? Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> what is happening next? Um... Okay, yeah. So Barbosa, they're they're going to the ends of the world to save to save yeah. Jack Sparrow. Ooh, There's a lot of teeth. We haven't that mentioned stuff. Barbosa yet in that first scene. Barbosa yeah, they're, coming they're, out swinging, fucking awesome. He's the best part of of like he's consistently he's the, the best character yeah. in these movies. Well, what and what I realized at the end of this movie, he is the pirate of the Caribbean. It's not about Jack. It's about Barbosa. It should be no. about. Barbosa. It's about Elizabeth because she's the pirate of the Caribbean. She's the I'm, pirate king of the Caribbean. I'm sorry, Lauren. In uh, the fourth movie, which is called Pirates of the Caribbean. It's pirates, though. There is no Elizabeth Swan wow. in that movie. So, But you know who is in that movie? Hector Barbosa. <laughs> but there's more. I think his name is Hector at least like, every scene. 
you can tell me, hey, look, it's Hector Barbosa. And then I, it'll be like the silence. I'll look away and I'll be like, oh, it's Barbosa. I don't know, Captain? Apparently, like, he, Hector. he never had a first name. And the, the first name Hector was a joke that Johnny Depp said on the DVD commentary for the first one that like he'd probably have a first name like Hector. And then they made that his first name because for four to five years, we bowed down at the pulpit of Jonathan A. Depp because he could do no fucking wrong for some reason. So we were just like, whatever he says goes. I will say my dream team, like if in an ideal world spinoff, this is a little bit of a spoiler to how I think this movie should end. I think that like the movie I would want to watch is Barbosa and Elizabeth, like being captain and first mate. A thousand percent. Oh, Just yeah. like on adventures. Cause I truly do think that like that team up is the dream team. They're the best characters in the I, series. That's amazing. And they have really good, they have a really good specific vibe like together. That's really fun. And I think it's a really interesting play on what they had in the first movie and like how far they've come that he has this like really intense respect for her that I, I genuinely really love. I can't yeah, what if he, It'd be amazing if he's like, go swab the deck and she'd be like, I am disinclined to don't. Like, <laughs> oh no, I would like to make it clear in that situation, Elizabeth is the captain and he's the first mate. <laughs> right. She's the pirate king, excuse me. He's a pirate right. lord, she's a pirate king. That means she's Who's the captain. Democratically elected, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, she's we the democratically elected. Pirate, pirate Congress. Yeah. Oh gosh. So then we're 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 at Jack, basically. Yeah, let's get so there's sail well, okay. Well, there's something I want to talk about really quick before we get to the clusterfuck that is Jack Sparrow, wherever he is. Is it the fact that this is a flat earth situation? I do have that here that this movie supports flat earthers, but um <laughs> no, it's that when they talk to Tia Dalma and they're like, We gotta do all this bullshit to get Jack back, and somebody says, like, well, shouldn't it be simple? I mean, we brought Barbosa back. And she said, no, Barbosa was just dead. Jack is being punished. Yeah. What the fuck does that <laughs> mean? Why is that diff? A, what does it mean? B, why is it different? And C, why don't we get any explanation to this in the movie? Oh, no, easily, easily. Because Barbosa was shot and killed, like regular old death. Uh, Jack was taken down by the Kraken, who is an agent of Davy Jones, who is like collecting on a debt of soul of his soul. Like he was supposed yeah. to spend a hundred years aboard the the Flying Dutchman, and the Kraken is like, okay, basically going into the Kraken is a different kind of death because he was acting as a supernatural agent. So he needs to suffer for at least a hundred years. Wait, so are you saying that the only reason Jack Sparrow's in Davy Jones' locker, like this yeah. weird purgatory hellscape that we get to, yeah. is because? The Kraken is some sort of interdimensional being that sends him there? Yes. Essentially. That's what yeah. I'm getting from it. And yeah. or there is also... Wait, we're still, all in agreement over Kraken's this. Like the we're, just, we're just going to accept this. Yeah. 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 And or, or I will There's also... There's no other also, way, Ian. I mean, like... Yeah. <laughs> like I will also offer the possibility... Wanda's. That this is a world where like magic exists, right? Magic exists yeah. and there's like soul contracts are like a thing. I think that there's also the possibility, regardless of when Jack died, his soul still owes a hundred years to the Flying Dutchman, and he broke that contract. So there's also the possibility that he may have just been magically transported there no matter what, through the power of Davy Jones in the ocean. Well, what about Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy back in Singapore? 
Aren't they indebted to Davy Jones too? No, I don't think those are Davy Jones barnacle guys. I think, I think we got to let that go. I think we got to let those go. Those are just regular barnacle pirates. You know, those are and your- for all I know, that's just a, like <laughs> Those a were left treatment. over from the other scene. Yeah. No, guys, it's just a spa treatment. That's the front for this pirate town. <laughs> I love that. Oh, <laughs> everyone, that's what the barnacles are for. Every one of the pirates on Pirate Congress needs to have a, like a Walter White-esque front. They need to have... <laughs> They need to have, like, yes. one, like, South Bank's car wash is just that, like, I run this, mm-hmm. this house. The bloody it's band like, oh. It's, yeah, it's just King Spa. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I feel like he runs, like, a chartreusery. A chartreusery. <laughs> the color? <laughs> just green cheese. <laughs> Gross. Amazing. Um, all right, but so, also, yeah. Can I, can I say, right, now that we're going into Jack, up until the point that we go to Jack Sparrow and Davy Jones Locker, I am on board in this movie. Same. Like I am honestly like, okay, this is a, this is getting out there, but I, I enjoy it. I get what's happening. There's a few confusing plot things, but I'm still I was still having a good time and enjoying the movie fully up until this point. Agreed. Um, we're we're not then, in the same boat. I'm with Weatherby Swan wishing for death. Um, <laughs> I'm <being> okay <laughs> with it. <laughs> um, and so, then. The, yeah, we find out essentially Davy Jones is a middleman and working for Disney Plus's most classic bitch, Cutler Beckett. Um, <laughs> and immediately takes away any and all interesting things from Davy Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me so sad because I really like Davy Jones. Like they set him up. Well, so he's well great. Why is he working for Beckett? Because Beckett has the heart. He has the heart. Yes. Okay, yep. that's right. That's yeah. right. Yes. I mean, that's unfortunately Davy Jones is a slave to his heart. All right. This uh, is also, this first scene is also when we get our first betrayal of men. Oh, yeah. Which is where Will, Will like, agrees to betrayal. give Jack to Sao Feng in return for the pearl so that he can use it to rescue his dad. Yes, because he needs the pearl because the only ship that can outrun the Flying Dutchman is my. Is yeah. My so that's our first betrayal is Will betrays them to give Jack to the Singapore pirates for the Black Pearl to rescue his dad. Can I make a bold statement <laughs> that I think I maybe made in the last episode, but I want to make it again just so that we're all clear? Mm-hmm. Bootstrap Bill, not worth it. Not worth it. <laughs> not, worth <laughs> not worth it. Not worth it. <laughs> He's like, an asshole. I don't care if he is Bootstrap your dad. Not Bill. worth it. He freely no. said, "Like, look, I'd love to say that like it was just bad luck, but honestly, like, eh, I just ran away." <laughs> not worth Honestly, it. You I just didn't want to be a dad and like fuck you. You don't need to risk you know, your life for that, movie, Dad. This movie could have done an amazing thing for like, okay, if, if your if your dad walks out on you and then you marry a really good woman who has a you know rad ass dad, that's your dad now. Rather be yeah. Swan's your dad. Yeah, he's rad dad. He's not <laughs> he's bad, bad dad. dad. He's rad dad. He's rad dad. Well, redemption. He, he is bad dad. At first. Daddy, he does say, friends. well, he is a blacksmith. But then you can talk about fucking Will in front of him and he pretends like it's not happening. He's a cool dad. He's a cool like, dad. He's the ultimate cool dad in Pirates 2. So you could have just had Rad Dad been like, well, that could have been my dad. I'm glad it's not. I love you, honey. Yeah. Shall we go back to Port Royal? Done. Instead, you go hang out with Bad Dad in Part 2. And then in this movie, Bad Dad grew more barnacles and now he's Sad Dad. <laughs> he's Sad Dad. He is Sad Dad. 
Um, all right. David Rad Dad. Also, completely forgotten who he is. So. Yeah, apparently, working for Davy Jones is like a weird metaphor for Alzheimer's, and I don't appreciate. Part of the ship. Part of the ship. It's just the Borg. It's just the Borg all over again. Like it's. <laughs> there it is. You I mean, just, I'm wondering why he's the only one that seems to be like that. Like, no, there's the other guy in the wall that they talked to in the last one. It's the longer yeah. you're there, the more you forget of yourself and the more you become part of the hive mind. Part of the crew, part of the so ship. All yeah. the other people that are like working around, like the hammerhead guy, all them, they're, they've been, they, they're after bootstrap. <laughs> <laughs> like they were brought in after. So they got I'm on that ship. I'm just trying to wonder um, about where this timeline is. and like, how long has bootstrap really been on this, so th- on so this boat? <laughs> hammerhead, whose name is maybe like, like, let's just call him Lance. So Lance got on the boat, <laughs> saw bootstrap looking like bootstrap. And was like, yeah, cool. I'll join this crew. <laughs> no, I think I think what it is is that if you if you give up hope, essentially, you can just like essentially like settle in and go to a part of the ship and just let yourself be overcome by it. The other guys are like, I'm here, but I'm doing my service, and I'm it's like but- the strength of your will that keeps you from losing your mind. Absolutely. Yeah, it's all about honestly. Yeah. It's all a metaphor for capitalism anyway. So like let's just accept that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Isn't everything? Yeah, like you are not your day job, guys. Like you are more than that. Remember your individuality. But yeah. will will the only reason all these new barnacles. But the only reason <laughs> Will looks young, sexy and hot still is cuz all he cares about is his day job. Well, no, Will's hot and sexy cuz he's been part of the crew for 2 days. Is- well, and also Will doesn't his soul doesn't belong to him yet. Yeah. Cuz he's still free. No, At the end, he's had the job for like one day. Really. Yeah, and, and also, no, the end of it is the most capitalist thing you can ever do because they say, hey, if you just do your fucking job, you'll be fine. If you keep your head down and fucking per- you fulfill your goddamn contract, guess what? You're not going to get a pepperoni dick. You're not going to get an Italian BMT <laughs> on your face. If you just restock the goddamn chips at this subway, then maybe you won't turn into a $5 foot long. So get the fuck in the back and uncut yeah. the provolone cheese. So really, Davy Jones if, was just like on strike. He was like, yeah, he was, he was trying to create yeah. a Jones, he was trying to unionize. So he's a hero. So David, Will, Will the hero of this murdered a man that was trying to get his union more money, and then he mm-hmm. crossed the picket line, stole his job, and also wow. was like, "Hey, guess what? If you don't break the law as a pirate, you won't get hurt." This is this film is Will's a union buster. And he's a scab. Yeah, Will is a fucking scab and davy jones is sally field in that movie where she forms the, the union strike <laughs> <laughs> and guys who is the one person that ends up in the brig at the end of the movie once they find out she's really powerful a no idea woman no that's true oh yeah <laughs> this movie um, shows its fucking colors yeah. Yeah. remember calypso's in this movie not, that's on. a thing we're not even we got two hours to get there that's All right, a thing let's this movie doesn't have that over the end of the world none of them bring a coat it gets really cold out and they sail breaks his fucking toe off it's gross oh it's so gross. so gross this movie randomly gets really gross at times and i do not care for it um Agreed. i'm sail, fine with it they sail over the, end of the world and wouldn't you know it it gets nice and dark you hear about 15 to an 15 seconds to an hour and a half of sounds from the pirates of the caribbean ride and then wouldn't you hey do you love jack sparrow how about a whole crew of jack sparrows also <laughs> acting like fucking farm animals because and they're <laughs> arguing over literal peanuts because isn't it just wild to watch johnny depp read the goddamn phone book can't he make anything interesting 
I hate Doesn't he want to fuck this goat? I hate this scene so oh, yeah. much. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It does not belong in this movie. If I wish they had just seen like him being like fucking sodomized with a tire iron. I don't care what the fuck was <laughs> happening to him. It would have been better than this scene. No, I think the f- I I rewatched this movie this last time and I was like, oh no, the first time you should see Jack is when they're all then they've washed up on on the shore and then the black pearl comes over like the sand dune being pushed by the by the the crabs. The crabs. Yep. That's a really cool entrance, and that should I agree. be. That should be an entrance. And then you slowly realize that things aren't okay with him. Yeah, but yeah, they're like, fine. Like, ultimately, but things are fine. Yeah. He doesn't, like, this, the whole, like, him hearing himself he's and he's insane. playing devil and angel to himself and he's going on his, uh, he's gone full Bugs Bunny. Like, uh, all of this stuff comes to no end. It doesn't help him. No. It doesn't hinder him. And it gets resolved like that. Like, two seconds into seeing Gibbs again, he's fine. Yeah, you forget that that's happening. It really only comes back at, like, one part, like, yeah. towards the end. It's a weird Lotsy in the middle of this movie that goes nowhere. It'd be more interesting. I wish they, I wish they had a beautiful mind though. moment. Yeah. No, they had a beautiful mind moment where they've been like, Jack, like, who, who's in the bath of the baby? Well, Jack is. No, no one is. And then a baby, like, have a, have a moment where his hallucination. <laughs> Jennifer Conley rushes in, wins an Oscar, and you're like, ah. Yeah, like, I wish that his hallucination had been, like, doing something important. And then, like, something horrible happens because he's losing his mind because of Davy Jones. Like, that would have been, I agree, totally interesting. And in a series where Johnny Depp has his two really fun entrances. Like, we, we agreed his entrance in Pirates 1 is one of the most iconic in all of film. Love it. And we, like... Ian may not have liked it. Laura and I both love the entrance in Pirates too. That's Just still very fun. Exactly. But like, and, and you get to end, he enters with the theme and it's great. And in his third one, the first thing you see is his fucking nose sniffing a peanut on a, on a, on a rail. He may and as I'm well like, be sniffing his own shit and calling it gold. <laughs> it's so dumb. I also am of the belief that they should have made you wait a lot longer to see Jack, for them to rescue yep. Jack. I think Jack probably should have not been in two thirds of this movie. I have another question about this scene that I I, I, I I hate Jack right now and I don't I'm mad at him and I don't want to talk about him right now. But I want to pivot to something <laughs> Go else. Go in the corner. I'm so mad at him. <laughs> Off screen crack and death? What the fuck is this about? Oh, uh, I got legit this is the weirdest thing I, I felt in this movie. I got legit sad when they went and found the Kraken body. What? No, it's weird. Exactly. That's an incorrect feeling. <laughs> I, not, like, I, I acknowledge that. But because maybe because I have a pet, but I'm just like, man, Davy Jones had to kill the Kraken. And he, Davy he Jones can't get one W. He's just taking L upon L. <laughs> like, there is a, he had to kill the Kraken. Like, why would he use yeah. the Kraken? Because Beckett exactly. was like, why kill- wouldn't Beckett have used the Kraken to kill other pirate ships? Because he thought that Davy Jones was going to turn the Kraken on him. Yeah, but I do think there's a moment like where Johnny Depp. Wrong? That's right. You think the heart uh, exactly. exactly. I'm just saying, like, the, like this is the logic we're supposed to be following throughout the entire film with the heart. Why yep. wouldn't that have like let him keep the Kraken? Like, I just don't understand I, why the Kraken had to die. There's Becky so many- can't have love. No one can. I do think though, when Johnny Depp is looking at the Kraken, there's like this moment of this is obviously we're, we're jumping ahead just a little bit, but when he's looking at the Kraken body. He's having a moment of like that like enemy respect thing of like, oh, like you killed me, but like I don't want I didn't want you to die. And and you see the pirates one Johnny Depp Jack try to like 
I'm still here. I can still have a scene. And it's like, <laughs> crawl no, out of his dreadlock. <laughs> Do a weird thing. Like, and it's so sad because like there, there are there are a couple moments in this movie where he is there. You see it. You see the Jack that is like a great character still. It's not gone yet. Yeah, They're I agree. There, there are a couple times that I smile because I I still find him like kind of roguishly charming. But it's yeah. I have to I have to try to find those moments where in the first movie I'm so won over by him, especially in you know by the end of that movie when he and Will are like escaping. We talked about this on the first on the Pirates one episode. It's so much fun, and I don't even care that the movie's been done for twenty minutes. I'm just so excited to keep hanging out with these people. This movie, yeah. the movie ends, and there's still forty minutes left to go. Mm. Yeah, we'll talk about that later, but. Um, all right. So yeah, the Kraken's dead. Yeah, that we get sucks. dead. Kraken's dead. We go to the we go to this island. Um, also, there's like four islands in the Caribbean, right? That's that's basically what I understand from this from these series of movies. There's like yeah. so and apparently Singapore and, go back to. and, and, and Singapore's yeah. in the Caribbean, so let's not yeah. forget. Um, it's really close by. So yeah. yeah, they they go when they're going there. They're like they they are like pleading Tia Dalma to take them to this place where Jack is. And I, I still don't really fully understand why they think Jack Sparrow is going to be able to save the world or why they're doing this. Like, Because he's Jack Sparrow. That's where we're at. Well, also, they really just kind of make fun of, like, in this movie, like, he asks, like, did no one do this just because they missed me? And everyone's like, fuck, no, we didn't. And seems to be playing that as genuine when, like, the end of the last movie literally like, was, he's our friend and we miss him. him. <laughs> like, felt, like yeah. I mean, Barbosa is definitely no- doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You're right. Like, yeah. But Bar- Barbosa is doing it because they need the piece of eight, which they was not in the second script, let's be honest. But they had no idea. But, like, that is the little bit of he has the piece of eight that they need to get Calypso back. And he, like, the pirate lords have been summoned. So we add that in for Barbosa. But I think that, like, Elizabeth and the rest of them are, are when, when he asks, they're just trying to be, like, stern pirate. Like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't like you, bro. Like, it's fine. I don't, I don't love you or anything. But that's that's my biggest problem tonally with the last with the second and third movie is that it's in service of the moment, the immediate moment that you're watching on screen, and never in service of the long, like overarching movie itself. Yeah. Sure, yeah. That it's like it's like, oh, we can stop the action to have this like Mackenzie Crook joke thing happen. And like it's funny momentarily, but ultimately in the grand scheme of the movie, it really doesn't do anything or add anything. And it really doesn't do anything or add anything to the moment either. So it's like, so then why are we doing it? Like, why, like genuinely, like, like you said, like the whole reason they went to go get Jack in the last movie before they even knew Barbosa was still alive was like, we miss Jack. Elizabeth was feeling guilt ridden. You know, Will, for, I, don't, I still don't really understand why Will was like, yeah, I'm down with this. He just saw her kiss him. Will and, Will and Elizabeth spend this movie hating each other. They hate each other anyway. They don't love each other. I'm convinced. They do not love each other. They Elizabeth only love each other because the, the script says that they do. <laughs> Elizabeth Again. only loves the sea, so. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. That's it. Like, fucking, like, Elizabeth is holding up this love story and Will is, like, dead. Dead-eyed. <laughs> Will only cares about his dad and Elizabeth only cares about the sea and they should break up. <laughs> his dad is sad. He's got sad dad. Yeah. Um, sad. Yeah, though. Yeah, I think that they were just afraid of like, well, it's the third movie. We can't waste 
our first act of the movie on people just doing something because they like someone. It has, there has to be a deeper reason. But we already did that in this. For thing. doing this. Like, we can't do that. Like, there, otherwise it's a waste. Or it's like, wait, no, I actually really do like people doing things because of feelings and not plot. Like, I'm, like as an audience member, I'm like, I would much rather watch a ship full of people go to the end of the world to save their friend than watch them yeah. go to the end of the world for this person who may have a thing that they need at a council meeting. You know, <laughs> like I just, I just think that's so dumb. Wow. Like, just, just go think, like rescue your friend, Jesus. I just think if the movie's about, especially like if the main villain of the movie, uh, Disney Plus's number one original bitch, Cutler Beckett, is <laughs> to you know trying to catch them all and get like all of the big baddies of the, of the seven seas on his side, like it would be more interesting to me if this movie was about Beckett and Davy Jones trying to recruit all of the other pirate captains, and then Elizabeth and Barbosa trying to recruit all the other pirate captains, and then Cutler, Beckett, and Davy Jones somehow found out a way, since Jack is literally in Davy Jones's locker, to bring Jack back. Mm. And, it's, and it becomes like, you know, Jack comes back, and he's like, oh shit, is he now on the bad guy's side? Is he now going to double-cross right. them because Elizabeth set him up to die? Like, there are just no, there's no dramatic stakes once we get Jack back. Once, it's back. once he's back, it's fucking business as usual, and it's just yuck-yucks and fucking Bugs Bunny shenanigans for these guys. There are, there are no stakes that are based in any of the interpersonal relationships or, like, emotions. It is all purely mechanical plot-based. Like... And, and even, like, even, I don't even think there's a, there's, like, a, a scene where Elizabeth and Jack actually, like, confront the fact that she killed him. Yeah. Which is the whole point of the second movie. There's no, like, moment, other than that part of yeah. the end where, where she does the, like, it never would have worked between us. Yeah, they, like, try And, like, there's to, I, so I, much like, to mine there. I do like the moment of, like, because what we're given instead of these giant plot discoveries are like one-liners from johnny depp like explaining the previous movies like like what is it? like four of you tried to kill me when you succeeded like that's fun i enjoyed that but i'm like cool but i but let's go a little further like i yeah. love that moment. how do you feel <laughs> how do you feel about that like I, I feel like a therapist i just want to ask all these characters like how did that make you feel yeah i'd love for jack sparrow to have any sort of longevity of thought like, I'd love for him to care about, like, like it'd be something if they're like, Jack, we brought you back because, you know, we need you for this thing. We felt bad. We missed you. If genuinely it was like that. And he was like, oh, that's all well and good, but fuck you. You killed me. Yeah. And then Jack's like, by the end of it. Like, oh, he gets, that'd he gets, be so cool. Yeah, I agree. When we, get to, when we get to the ending moments, like, I think we do get the moments of, like, Jack having actual legitimate feeling moments and, like, sacrificing for friends and stuff like that. But it is... Yeah, it's a little complicated. It's too little too late. Yeah. Yeah. Jack's like rum-addled brain can't handle more than like a couple of sentences and then he's gone. <laughs> yeah, but that's yet true. he can fucking balance on the mast of a ship hundreds of feet in well, the air. Well, that's just something he's been doing since infancy. I mean, like... Yeah, he, his you know, muscles do that. That's not he Jack literally, He's that. Keith Richards' pirate <laughs> bastard child. I hate this. Um, <laughs> so, okay, the next big thing that happens... Uh, well, Jack... Jack somehow gets on Beckett's boat and... It's like we're gonna. We are jumping way ahead. Okay, then then you help me because I'm trying to keep track and I genuinely. Okay, so there is the whole sequence where to get back into the real world from the world of the dead, they have to flip the ship upside down. Oh yeah. Which I gotta say, guys, I loved it. I agree. Seconded. I loved. I love that sequence. 
there is a scene very similar to this that we're going to get to in the fourth Pirates movie that I think is a lot more effective. Disagree. I've seen that scene in the fourth movie. Disagree. If you say anything about the fourth Pirates movie is better than any of the first three, you're going to catch your hands. Ian, you're Eric, wrong. we've got, we're going to have words next week. This, um, this fourth Ian, Pirates movie does not have Elizabeth bitch. Swan. So get the fuck out. Uh, Elizabeth Swan trumps all. Um, Didn't hate it. So, so we have the flipping the ship sequence, which I, I love. Um, and then we have the, what? Why are you, I see you laughing at me. Why are you laughing? No, I was laughing at Ian's, Ian's proclamation that he didn't hate the fourth Pirates movie. I'm sorry, audience, I'm telegraphing the future episodes of this fucking godforsaken series drop off a cliff we're about to go under. <laughs> very Lauren, as we're saying. Yeah. Um, so we have that sequence, and then we have the sequence once they're upright and in the real world where everyone starts pulling guns on each other. That's Which fun. I also think is delightful. That's Wet fun. Powder. And Rosie Crantz and Guildenstern are tied upside down, and it's... Yeah. I love, I love everyone pulling guns on each other. I think Elizabeth yep. is lovely in this scene. They all yep. realize that, like, none of their guns work. It's great. I love everything about this. So, it's like, truly delightful. Okay, it's a great time. all of Jack that happened between them getting to Purgatory and now. Mm-hmm. We're still good, baby. Yeah. But um, again, so I, I love that to serve the moment and not the longevity. We spent fucking 45 minutes trying to get mm-hmm. fucks funny out of purgatory. <laughs> and the mm-hmm. first thing we're going to do once we're back in the world proper is draw a gun on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? It's Pirates. so ridiculous. We're going to send you right back down there, motherfucker. That would so fucking weird. Put him, and that's why I'm saying put him in the company of people that actually want him alive. <laughs> Throw him in the brain. Find him. I don't There's not enough. Him. Like, put him in a cell and we'll forget about him for some of the movie and then move on. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I think I'm going to need to read off what the next couple moves are and then we can Please discuss. Do. Please. So, okay. Okay. Let me get this all straight in my head. So they, they <laughs> come back the up. Page? Yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> the only way. 12 miles long because I tried, I tried to take notes and I failed so bad. Um, okay. So they're upright and then South Bank's ship attacks them because Will's given them the tip off. And then Beckett's men are also attacking them. Elizabeth is traded over to South Feng because he believes that she's Calypso. Yeah. And the rest of the crew are like, make a getaway to Shipwreck Cove. Uh, but there's a couple more because also Jack, oh, we know there's this whole thing where like Jack gets basically shoved over to talk to uh, our, our favorite bitch, Beckett. Yeah, uh, because they finally get a scene together. (laughs) Yeah, and then we get this amazingly salty scene, um, where my certainty that they had fucked went from fifty percent surety to one hundred percent (laughs) surety. He sees the brand on Jack's arm and gets so hard. He gets so (laughs) hot. He's just like, uh, it's like who doesn't want to fuck Johnny Depp? He has a moment where he literally. There's a moment where he literally sips his tea and just says, you and I are no strangers to betrayal. And I'm like, this guy got dumped so hardcore. Well, he got he's also, dumped. He's playing with miniatures when he comes in. <laughs> he's got a <laughs> whole doll collection. It's a very dark helmet situation. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, and God, then... Beckett, you're so tall and strong. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you so much, Jack. I'm so happy that oh, I just want to kiss. Oh, you want to kiss? Oh, 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 oh God, Jack's here. <laughs> no, see, the reason we don't we don't see the Jack Sparrow one because that one is shoved firmly up his asshole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you missed that Ian was taking a sip of water oh, immediately as yes. I said. <laughs> oh, even better. It was gin and tonic, but uh, you asked for that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then I, so there's I one way. Like, he said another... to write the Davy Jones' yeah. locker, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Davy Jones' locker, if you want to. Oh, man. Fiction. I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> oh, man. I think there's a line. I can't remember. It's out of context, but there's, like, Jack has a line in return. It's like, I just close my eyes and pretend it's a bad dream, which just comes off very passive aggressive. Wow. <laughs> That's uh, why they broke up. The chemistry's it. gone. The love is it's dead. Gone. The love is gone. I think it was one time and Jack left in the middle of the night and was like, I'm outie. I think he left, <laughs> he left in the middle of it. Yeah, I think he left in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, so I think true. he finished and Beckett's like, now me? And he goes like, peace, bitch. He's like, how about I go get a small rum? And Cutler Beckett's like, well, actually, I'm 18 and I don't drink. And he's like, well, uh, bye. And like, he leaves. <laughs> Well, I do. Fine. He's like, I join. He's like, I join the military tomorrow. But like, also, I could come with you and be a pirate. And Johnny Depp's like, Well, all right, I'll get the ship ready. And then he never came back. <laughs> yeah, I know. Color Beckett did not get to finish that night, and he has not ejaculated since. Like, that is- <laughs> <laughs> That's just a super objective for the entire oh series. So the very end is explained now, like all the explosions that are. <laughs> oh man! That's actually happening. It's all in his head. It's all in his head. He's just like, Oh well, here we are. <laughs> Seeing Jack swing from things was just all I needed. Oh man! Um, so I kill the been... kraken because it reminds me of other throbbing things. <laughs> no, Color Beckett straight up killed the kraken with his dick. It was so Jones? hard. Hold on, I'm sorry. What, what? What did you say, Eric? I just said that Color Beckett tried to kill the kraken with his own dick. It was so hard from years. <laughs> <of just being>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what. Uh, this isn't even on Wikipedia. What the deal is? <laughs> I would hope this isn't on Wikipedia. <laughs> No, no, the, I'm trying, like, I'm going back to this scene and trying to think of like, other than the subtext, what is textually happening in that scene? Lauren. And even on Wikipedia, nothing happens. Lauren, I want yeah. you to imagine a scene, an entire set piece with two working actors on a multi-million dollar budgeted movie that is so unimportant, it's not even included in the Wikipedia break. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This, honestly, this scene—the only point of this scene to, to help us to help us restart this 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 barge. Uh, Beckett is like, okay, uh, I've heard the pirates are getting together. I need to find them. And Jack's like, I'll lead you to the pirate cove. Um, in exchange for that, like you essentially like let me go free or whatever, or like gotcha. give me whatever. So he says, I and he, oh, because he gives him the compass, and he's like, I could find shipwreck cove with this. He's like, no, what you really want is me dead. And then the That's compass right. points to Jack. Oh, yeah, man. there's a, there's also a pause between you want me and then there's a pause and then dead. <laughs> yeah, so Jack says this is a, this is the next betrayal. Jack is like, I will lead the, I will get the pirates to go out of Shipwreck Cove, uh, because it's an impenetrable fortress. Hell yeah, that the is. pirates could just like hang out for eight years and drink and fucking live. Yeah, and then so Jack. It's quarantine. Honestly, it's quarantine. Is back. It's Quartuga. On- so Elizabeth is with South Fang, Jack is with the Black Pearl with Will, and then they are leaving to go to Shipwreck Cove, and the, the like Armada is trailing them because Will is now working with Beckett 
to save his dad because oh because will uh oh god will oh god will mutiny will, will arranged a mutiny among the black yes. pearl that was Which it. seems very far-fetched because the second after he mutinies, he says outright to the crew that he only cares about saving his dad and nothing else, which does not seem to be an attractive proposition. If I was Mackenzie Crook, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, I'm sorry, only thing you care about is, is your dad? Why the fuck yeah. am I working here? Why, um, why am so, I just pawn in Game of Life? And then Will gets somehow and then does it doesn't at some point jack get will off the black pearl to go back to beckett so that once yeah. they get to shipwreck cove jack is there no will no no, is no. what happens is wi- jack takes back the pearl <laughs> throws will in the brig and will from the brig breaks out and starts tying british corpses to barrels as like breadcrumbs to lead them so along that's right that's right and then that's when jack burps in his face and has yeah. fall off. jack just breathes in his face because because jack is face. like will you're betraying us but will doesn't know that jack is also trying to betray them yeah and then they finally get to shipwreck cove with jack and barbosa being the pirate lords that check that they yeah. check in also yeah, this they is check canonical in, check in at good pirate con yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right here this is also um, canonical evidence that Jack's breath is so bad it can knock a man out. Thank and yet God. he and Elizabeth are talking open mouthed at each other yeah, for right. all of the second film, and which she's shows like a high she's society a society woman. Yeah. Yeah, but but the thing is like she has smelled nothing but sweet smelling things for her entire first 18 years of life. <laughs> so it's like a novelty. Norrington's breath smells like <laughs> Norrington's breath smells like elderberries. <laughs> That's exciting. Elizabeth's into it because she's just like, oh my god, it's different. This man's breath yeah, smells Jack horrible. Sparrow's I'm into breath's it. like wandering through the gift shop. <laughs> like it's like No, what? Jack just like Elizabeth is a type of like pirate fangirl that would have like a candle that is specifically scented for pirate breath, and so it just smells like home to her. Oh. oh my god, yes. See, Norrington also, at this point, can we say, Norrington, he is the good guy in every single Jane Austen novel, because he <laughs> met the girl when he was younger, then he got a really good job, and then he made a lot of money, and then he came back to find her and marry her, and all he did was try to, like, people that were murdering and raping people, he said, maybe don't. And then <laughs> he got villainized. And then, after all of it, he comes back tries to get his life back together like he in any other film franchise he's the good guy he's but like, norrington is clinging to keep it together like, he really he is. is norrington uh. is also let's not forget 89 <laughs> years older than elizabeth swan but not. like not a jane not. austen character like how much older those men time, are <laughs> he is canonically like eight years older than her yeah that's yeah. not so bad which I, at this again, point is not that bad on the first episode it's not that bad weird in the first scene you cannot exactly. tell he's 17 in that first scene well i i don't know what you want me to do ian <laughs> tell, me, like, in tell me the truth lauren Hold on. Every yeah. time, so the, the me and Lauren, we are in a, a traveling Shakespeare troupe together that goes to high schools. Every high school we go to that has class pictures pre-1940, they all look like they're 38 when they're seniors <laughs> in those pictures. So, like, I get it. Yeah. If yeah. I could grow a full beard at 16, I would, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I could wear a nice, pi- we, white wait. wig, I would as well. <laughs> exactly. So, we, 
we got to get Sao Feng out of the picture before we get to Pirate Cove, right? Yeah, Sao Feng dies. Um, he, no, he tries to, like, sexually assault Elizabeth. Then he gets impaled by a wooden spike and is like, sorry, BT Dubs, you're Captain, maybe sorry, Calypso, peace out. <laughs> As is it. his birthright. Sorry, I'm he's like, he's like that's right. Said. He's like, that's right, that's right. I ain't shit. Okay, here you go. <laughs> no, shouldn't have tried to force myself on you. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. I want to ask you guys a question. If a guy, like, tried to force me to make out with you, and then when you said get off, he's like, oh, shit, my bad. You can have my pirate captainship. Is that like, e- like is that even you? out? That's a good yeah. trait. He's like, oh, I tried to kiss you and you weren't into it. Here's my Lexus. Like, here's my legacy. Yeah. If he and stopped all the men that work for me, here's, no, yeah. here's my business. Yeah. <laughs> here's my multi-million dollar business. Here you yeah. go. You're CEO like, oh, now. Shit. Here you go. <laughs> Sorry. And also, I'm gonna die. You now I'm own fine. Amazon, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I would accept it, but I would also not let him off the hook very easily. No, used to write an op-ed. You yeah, know, I'd sure be like, everybody knew. I'd be like, this is nice, but like, you're gonna need to keep sweetening the pot every year. I'm gonna need a little bit more. Like, <laughs> also, pretty nice though, how that she and Safang were the same size. Yeah, uh, very helpful. So Elizabeth shows up at Shipwreck Cove. Now yep. she pirate, pirate lord. I love. Sorry, I I think this might be controversial. I love Pirate Congress. I really like this scene. I think I would like it more if it had showed up earlier. Yes. Like, it, there's just sure, so sure. cramped into that one scene, and then there's Keith Richards, and okay. There's a, but p- like- <laughs> there's a part of me that can't decide if I would rather spend time at Pirate Congress or at the Senate on Coruscant. Like, I genuinely am like, I don't know which one I'd rather. Pirate Congress. Pirate Congress. No, Bail Organa is on Coruscant, I want to know, like, where they're coming from, how long they've been pirates. Gentleman Jacquard, he seems cool as fuck. Yeah, like, (laughs) I want to know some backstory with these guys so that I can be invested in Pirate Congress, because I want to be. In the RPG video game that they never made of this because they're idiots, you got to go do a quest for every single pirate lord, and then you gain renown with them. And then you like learn about their backstory. That's what we're missing. Basically, I want the again. It's a TV season. It's a TV season. Um, and in my mind, this season should be basically the first season of The Great, but pirates. Yeah, this episode this instead feels like the episode of uh, What We Do in the Shadows, where they see all of the vampires from different media. Which is a great scene. Yeah. yeah. Well, could this also potentially be like basically pirate Veep? Where oh, they're all yeah. so dreadfully incompetent, and <laughs> politics. To be, Fuck, like, that one of these pirates. If one of these pirates was played by Carrie Elways, and it was the Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> oh, okay. They missed out because okay. Here's the thing: the Keith Richards cameo is obviously because Johnny Depp was like, I based Jack Sparrow on Keith Richards, so they got yeah. Keith Richards yeah, like as right. a gift, which is awesome. That's great. It's like when they put Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones, it was dumb, but Maisie Williams loves him, so that's why they did it. Like, I, I understand giving actors, like, something that they enjoy. They missed out on a grand opportunity to have Carrie Elwes just there. Yeah. Just Truly. there. That's it. He brightens up everything. Oh, you're scared to the claw. He brightens up everything. Um, He's so lovely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I, I don't know. Pirate Congress, I I would say more weird shit about it, but it's a real thing. Like this actually happened historically. There were like uh, meetings. There was a hierarchy, yeah. Yeah, there was a pirate hierarchy and like they genuinely took this shit seriously mm-hmm. and they treated it like it was a guild and they had rules and <laughs> codes that they lived by. Well, they were more like guidelines. But I uh, do think it's weird that we start this series saying the code is more like guidelines and now it is like... 
Yeah. Almighty law. Well, it's guidelines if you're not in front of Keith Richards. Because a lot of them are willing to still say guidelines, and then he gets uh, checks notes shot in the chest. Yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. You can't say that. It's kind of like how you're like, 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 if you're in front of you. Yes, exactly. It's like when you're out of the house, it's like, oh, I drink. I started drinking at 16. But in front of your parents, it's like the drinking age is 21. Like, I feel like it's one of those things. <laughs> yeah, like Jack got out of the house and he was just like, it's kind. Of, it's more like guidelines, guys. Like, don't let them <laughs> fool you. This isn't real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's my it's, dad. So, <laughs> like, don't listen to him. But yeah, I, th- so I don't have a big problem with this scene. I have a problem with them giving Keith Richards like a fucking guitar and like all of this dumb that shit. Was, and dumb. they dress him like the McDonald's Happy Meal version of Jack Sparrow. <laughs> like he looks out, he looks like how Jack Sparrow, the, the Johnny Depp animatronic in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride looks like. <laughs> like yeah. they honestly could have just had that in there and been like, look, it's Keith Richards. And it was just like a robot that moved occasionally. And that's basically what <laughs> Keith Richards did. I mean, just- yeah. But yeah, no, then I, but I do like, I mean, cause again, we, it's, it's all in service to the end decision here, obviously, which is we need a pirate King and we finally get the emergence of pirate King Elizabeth Swan, which is like She's the whole funny. purpose of the entire scene. Because, because Jack Sparrow votes for her and he's the, everybody votes for themselves, including the bloody Baron. And, Elizabeth is or uh, Johnny Depp's like I'll vote for Elizabeth which I this was one of those moments that I like it was kind of like first movie Jack came back where everybody looks at him yeah. and he goes I know I'm surprised too and it's like it's, it's also one of the few things that's a payoff from before yes <laughs> from so more than two minutes off. before it's like oh this is something that was actually from a plot line that didn't come up five minutes ago no. <laughs> I do yeah. have- now you love this scene yeah, I have a question about the Keith Richards thing, if that's okay, if we can talk about this briefly. Sure. Let's go. At one point, somebody says something, and he's so caught off guard that he breaks a guitar string. How easy yes. are those to come by on Shipwreck Cove? You're our guitar expert, Ooh. Ian. You answer that. <laughs> I'm sure they had, like, a guitar center, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that's their front. It, like, it's a, in Singapore, center. it's a spa. <laughs> they, and in Pirates Cove, it's Guitar Center. <laughs> <laughs> it's a giant instrument. <laughs> Great. All right, done. Next like question. Moving on. in the import-export of strings. Yeah, well, uh, you know what? You, you both satisfied my <laughs> question <laughs> so quickly. Wow, I'm so... <laughs> I'm impressed. It's like each has a specialty, you know. Um, before, so before we continue on, we've forgotten a major thing, and it it is so unimportant and stupid in this movie. So it makes sense as to why we forgot it. Um, at one point, Elizabeth gets captured and brought onto the Flying Dutchman, and <gasps> Norrington helps her escape. Yes. And when she escapes, that's when Bootstrap Bill, in full, I am the you know I am one with the ship. The ship is with me. Comes out and and looks like okay. Did anybody else think that Bootstrap Bill, when he's in his full ship form, looks kind of like the Blue Meanies from the Yellow Submarine movie? Like he's kind of like a cartoon with a big old nose. Oh, and like, I would not know because I've never seen that. I I have seen it. It's horrifying. Uh, I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll give it to it. you. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Uh, Bootstrap Bill kills Norrington with the sword that Will made him. Poetic. Uh, poetic, but who gives a Not shit? Not fair. Not fair. Norrington, Norrington yeah, it is such a bad death for that character. Yeah. That I done dirty. 
that. But he does have the last moment. Like he gets that last redeeming moment because again, he's fine. He's a fine man. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, hey, by the way, uh, I know we're surrounded by like hammerhead sharks and pirate heads. I didn't want your father, you know, to die. Yeah. Just for the record, that was fucked. Like, I like, I actually think it's kind of elegant the way that they do the reveal of Weatherby's death. Uh, Yeah, I I, I actually agree. I like it a lot. I, and I'm just kind of like, so many people die in this movie and in this series, especially at the end, like Beckett gets this kind of hilariously memed death scene that (laughs) it's shocking to me that like that character gets such a drawn out, underlined, capitalized death scene. And Norrington, who's been there for all three movies and was kind of like the second major villain in the first movie and has had like a journey, like an actual journey over these three movies, gets nothing. Yep. It's so sucks. anticlimactic and useless. It's, I feel so bad for Jack Davenport because he really deserves better. Yeah. He does. He just like that character deserved better. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, I think okay, that he truly, I think he probably, in my mind, I think he should have rejoined the pirates and probably died in the final battle. He should have, like, <clears throat> Cutler Beckett should have been the, like, the Snoke of this series, and Jack Davenport should have been the Kylo. He should have killed Beckett yeah. and assumed power over, like, that whole regime and come back, you know, harder, better, faster, stronger against Jack and the pirates in this movie. Yeah, because yeah, I, I feel uh, like... yeah. I feel like I, we I, only. I lo- Go ahead. I know. I, I I do love the idea. Now that you put it in my head, though, I love the idea of like him coming into the pirates and putting like the legitimate military strategy to use and being like you know like helming the interceptor again and being like, all right, we wait. The pirates go in first, and then we are their backup. Like he is essentially like the 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 one ship that turns against the giant fleet and is like, I'm gonna fight with the pirates. Hey, Eric. You know. Hey. You know who does that. Barbosa in the fourth Pirates movie. You know what? I'm I I know that Ian. I'm saying do it well. <laughs> Lauren, I'm sorry. Lauren. Uh, no, um, I I don't know. I think that it's a it's a, like we we already said it's a huge missed opportunity, and I think I think it would have been really cool if in the first movie he's like being a like. He's like on fully on the side of the British Navy, but like not quite doing it right because he's a little too like loose like a little bit too lax with people at the end and then he's not really a pirate because he doesn't really ever commit to being a pirate like there's some part of him that's never really like been one or the other especially because like the thesis of the second movie is how do I be a pirate and also a good person mm-hmm. and I think it would have mm-hmm. been really fun in this third movie to have him finally find his like resting places like I'm not a pirate because I'm bitter I'm a pirate because it's the right thing to do and I'm a good man yeah. you know yeah. Because um, I think Elizabeth finds that too, but I think he's a really interesting symbol of that. And that was one of the, my, the more interesting parts of the second movie. So I think it would have been a really good payoff to have him finally use all of that, the, that tactical stuff he has from being in the British Navy, but realizing that the right side to be on is with the pirates. 
Yeah. You know, they couldn't do that because then she would realize that she was in love with him the whole time. And then Will would be extremely obsolete. I know. And like, I would have been into it. Um, I would have been into it because Captain Norrington is a babe. Um, They're like, yeah, same. I'm like, I I don't, I don't understand why Will even like was there in her brain. We've all seen the talented Mr. Ripley. He's gorgeous. I'm sorry. Wow. Like truly, he's like the third hottest person in talented Mr. Ripley. And that's a compliment. Yeah. (laughs) That's That's a compliment. That is a movie full of hot people. And the fact that he ranks that high is truly a testament to how hot that guy is. Um, Love you, Peter. You deserve better. Um, so the next big thing oh. that happens, there's this crazy electric guitar that comes into the score at this point. And it's like, we're now we're meet now the pirate Lords are all meeting up after we voted for Elizabeth. We voted to free Calypso, yada, 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 bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. That's right. Calypso. Fuck. Oh, uh, right. That's happening. But Whatever. Here's, this is nuts. We get a meeting of our two factions. One of them, Barbosa, Jack Sparrow, and Pirate King Elizabeth Swan. And on the other side, we have Disney Channel Plus's number one bitch, Cutler Beckett, <laughs> Will Turner, shocker, and Davy Jones in a bucket. Oh, this is where it kills me. This is where Davy Jones becomes a fucking cartoon character in my mind. And it makes me so sad because I want to like him. I really do. Audience, remember, Davy Jones can only come on land once every 10 years. Did he know about this bucket loophole before? (laughs) There is an entire Twitter. There's an entire either Tumblr or Twitter thread where they go into this exhaustively of like, how did, how did we test this out? Also, if he stood in a bucket of sand on his ship, is that breaking the rule? Or does it only work with water? (laughs) And then also to get there, he would have had to to get there. He would have had to have smaller buckets every way to get to the place that they're at. Because the where where they're located is not within, like, like it's not within one stride of the water. Someone had to set up like two buckets. Like you have one bucket, he gets in that bucket. And then you put another bucket in front of him. He gets in the next one. And then you take that bucket behind him and you bring it around to the front and you just like inch him along i choose can't he just like like materialize no he can't he He can walk through ships in the second movie he can walk through things but he can't materialize he just like but again he can only aren't they looking at him through the telescope and then suddenly he's there on the ship yeah, you're right. That's materializing. You're right. So if yeah. he could do that, he should be able to just be like, boom, I'm in a bucket. He, like, can't, he, can't, he can't materialize on land. That's breaking yeah, the rules. The water. But is it though? But he's we a don't know. <laughs> he's a rule breaker. He has not been doing his job. What's, Pirate. <laughs> why has he stopped walking on land forever? Like, who gives a also, shit? Why, is, why does he decide to pay attention like, to the rules now? Like, he shouldn't be there. He just shouldn't. Well, How he do can't. Get off he that physically island? can't, I don't think. I, I think it's Did not a matter of like- him? guidelines i think it's like it's literally he cannot step foot on land i choose to believe they put him in a bucket at the coastline then disney plus's number one bitch cutler beckett makes will turner attach a rope to the bucket and slowly pull davy jones okay. to the meeting place I like that is valid like they pulled like he's on the ship and then he like does like a big jump into the bucket Oh, what is the situation ooh, with like, a, like an pool. Iron Man landing? And then he's just in there, and it's just like, oh, you made it, first try. Could he just lay on like a floaty in the pool, and like that counts as being on land? Like, could he just live in? Here in the water. 
I'm just also, saying there's a lot a of there's a lot of loopholes in here does that he I, know, I think you can get around. <laughs> how does he know the 10 year because they don't have like iPhones and date alarms and stuff? How does he know when the 10-year date is up? Does he like feel it? Or if he misses that day, does he have to wait another 10 years because oh, he missed shit. the 24-hour window? I bet he I this know. bitch hasn't been on land in a thousand years. <laughs> he, <laughs> he keeps just, forgetting. He just keeps foregoing it. He's just like, well, what I would could baby go, girls but do it for? Like honestly, these you know, Will's gonna, like, Will's gonna go <laughs> yeah, for like, the reason. Like, can I take him off? Yeah. Oh my god. Well, what, what would what would Davy Jones actually use his day of of on land? Like, is it, he's not gonna go to fucking Tortuga with a squid face and fuck a bunch of people? Like, what's he well, doing? He's supposed to meet Calypso, right? Like, oh yeah, that's the whole point. But that too. She was like, "I waited for you, and you didn't show up." Or you waited. Well, yeah, where were you? I don't understand the relationship. The relationship sucks. <laughs> the relationship sucks. I hate it. It's dumb. it just seems I, like a like a lot of miscommunication between both of them. Uh, you know, my next be amazing note- if if he showed up to Calypso, like, all right, it's been ten years. I'm here to have sex with you for a day. She's like, cool. Can we go out on the water? Just to like be. <laughs> I would really love it. I miss the water so much. <laughs> like, I haven't been dry in a thousand years. Oh, <laughs> and, she, and she's like, and I have been wet in a thousand years, you fucking asshole. <laughs> oh! <laughs> wow, Calypso's got jokes. Oh, yeah. no. I didn't... I like my, guys, I like my Calypso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your Calypso is sassy. See, and again, I would be more interested in the backstory of Calypso and Davy Jones than I would be in most of the other like side stories of these movies. If they would yeah, just or Calypso the... and Cutler Beckett. She seems really hurt for someone that in the in the last movie was pitching hard that they had an open relationship. <laughs> she yeah, she loved him. She was in love with him. Yeah, I think Jack Sparrow definitely because we all know Jack Sparrow fuck Calypso. He totally brought Cutler Beckett to one of her sex parties and he got way too into it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. No, uh, he never brought Cutler Beckett to anything. That he is not being seen in public with that guy. <laughs> He's not a guy right. you bring to a party. <laughs> Jack, remember He's a guy you like your first mate. <laughs> <laughs> that's a guy. Right oh yeah, no, I'll definitely introduce you to my parents. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. gonna happen. All right, where the fuck are we? We're all, we're uh, all, all right. right? Um, <laughs> uh, my next note just says Will and Elizabeth shouldn't be together. Uh, now, okay, so now they're freeing. They're freeing Calypso, uh, which obviously means we have to tie a woman to a mast of a ship. Um, and then uh, sexually harass her? Like, I don't Yeah, understand. and they're like, okay, we've got to be like, we've got to say like, hey, Calypso, come out to play. <laughs> and so Barbosa makes this big gesture of it. And for some fucking reason, Mackenzie Crook's like, no, gosh, not like that. You need to talk to her the way a lover talks to her. And then he goes up and like tentatively whispers in her ears, like, hey, uh, Calypso, do you, Calypso, do you, um, you want to come out? Hey. And then I, I, like, I love the idea that fucking One-Eye McGee was just slinging pole for years. <laughs> I just love that. Tortuga, they're like, he's, he's like that weird guy that has like an 18-inch dick. That's yeah, that's like, him. That's totally him. <laughs> like, that's totally <laughs> him. <laughs> they're like, yeah, his well, name that- is Rigully or whatever the fuck, but in Tortuga, they call him the Claymore, and we don't know why. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I can, I can, after I fuck him, I can only walk on land once every 10 years. Like, <laughs> 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 Thank God he hasn't seen Cutler Beckett. <laughs> <laughs> That's the OTP right there. You know I mean? Those two. Yeah. Man, we're, there's a Cutler Bucket joke we could have made for like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> and we didn't. So, uh, we're going to move past it because we're running long. Wait, is, like, it, 
Is it a killer I didn't bucket? want to go like, forward without there... acknowledging that. <laughs> Eric, I heard the pun you just made, and I appreciate it. What'd you it. say? I said, is it Cumptler Bucket? <laughs> like, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, I don't like that. I said it twice and I need to take a shower. <laughs> I know. I needed to make sure that you said it so that everyone could hear you. All right. Uh, they earn that share your bigger. shame, Eric. Share uh, it. They free Calypso. And all this does, all this amounts to is Naomi, Academy Award nominee, Naomi Harris, growing into the 50-foot woman, then turning into a bunch of crabs and falling overboard. And uh, and that's and it. Then she becomes tropical storm. Yeah. Then she becomes. She turns the ocean into a toilet to reflect what the movie is. And, uh, and now, uh But then everyone's like, so I guess we are we fighting? Are we not fighting? With ev- all yeah. all the other pirate lords and you know and the Millennium Falcon are all waiting for our go ahead. What are we doing? Are we gonna fight? Yeah. Or not Basically, fight? we we have spent this movie gathering a giant fleet. And the other and the other team has a giant fleet, so the final climactic battle will be a one-on-one fight between the Black Pearl and the Flying Dutchman. And the Flying Dutchman. It's None of these strange. ships do jack shit. I will honestly They're like say, just watching this, in awe, just like, nah, we're yeah. gonna let them take this one. This is, in my opinion, this is the biggest flaw in the film. Is that like you have you have this giant climactic battle. And you've set it up, and you get this giant speech, and then you have a two ships fight. Yep, that's it. Like because all you, the characters that we know are on those two ships. We don't care about the bloody Baron. I don't care about like, anyone I else. See what he can do. Like all these pirates are bitches. They're just for some out, reason. Like, we don't care about Gentleman Jacquard. I do. God. Nobody else I want does. It. And then at the end, they have the audacity at the end of the battle to be like. Huzzah! Like, you were standing in the... I, I, like, like you've about. done nothing. <laughs> See, I was under the impression cheering. that all of those other battles were happening. We just weren't watching them. Yeah, I was too ships- until at the end of the battle, you see them all still in a line. Yeah, these <laughs> like, two ships circle anything. the toilet bowl like they're fucking Beyblades and they're just trying to go... <laughs> <laughs> No, I thought it was like that game and we had this game in the Museum of Science and Industry where it's like the cone and you drop a coin in and you just watch it like go around and around yeah. and like you can you can race coins against each other. Oh yeah, Beyblades for nerds. <laughs> exactly, right. which is my exact form of Beyblades. <laughs> the only Beyblades I know is Beyblades for nerds. Guys, uh, unfortunately Lauren- Beyblades uh, uh, ended in 2005 so I cannot recommend it for Oh, wait a minute, Beyblade burst. Started in 2016, so I'm not gonna make that my official recommendation. Produced by me, Kotla Beckett. Fuck, we should see if they'll sponsor us. Uh, uh, there Lauren, are 163 episodes. Unsurprised. I wanna, I wanna tee you up to talk about uh, Elizabeth Swan's rallying Aragorn speech. Is this uh, for for me? Yeah. So talk to us about it. How does she get all the pirates to fight? <sighs> by well, she doesn't. Sorry. Just being. <laughs> amazing like i'm i love this so much i don't even have like coherent words i'm just so turned on by this speech like i got goosebumps i got feels i was i thought it was hot i loved everything about it um i really have no notes yeah uh the moment where she does that last scream of hoist the colors and everyone like screams. I was just like, "This is feminism. I love it." Yep. Um, <laughs> it truly was I, just, like, I, never felt more alive. I loved it. Uh, I love her. Yeah. It's my favorite, like probably my favorite moment in the movie. I love her. 
I have one I, note I, now for Kira Knightley. Yeah. The music wasn't epic enough to match her. That's true. She deserved better. She, she deserved better. Yeah. Uh, like, ha- like, the music has been so A-plus on this series. And, like, I mean, the Black Gate, the speech to the Black Gates for Aragorn, which is ex- exactly what the speech is. Mm-hmm. And it's the, it's the Faden speech before they go down to Minas Tirith. Has some of the best music swells ever. Yeah. Like, she did not get the main theme music swell. And it's she deserved baffling. It. She deserved the Jack moment. Like, she deserved yes. to get Jack's music in that moment. And, like, yep. I, I, like, fucking, like, just that la- like, what, every time she just, like, screams orders at dudes who immediately go to do whatever the fuck she just said, I love it. And I also, moment, yep. like, seeing all of, the, and also, like, seeing all the flags go up and, like, people getting ready, I got so fucking hyped, admittedly. Yeah. Like, seeing all the different pirate flags getting raised, <laughs> seeing all of these, like, ships that, like, expensive as expensively as fuck they built all of those ships mm-hmm. i fucking loved it yeah, like I, this yeah. is a moment where i was like i am all in i was all in in that moment my my other note was just that i wish i actually weirdly felt like the the speech was too short i was just like yeah. this feels like it could be your movie's two hours and 49 minutes like give her more than like a three a three sentence speech she it was too short and too non-specific yeah like i but like Kira Knightley like, I just want to be moved by this and i'm moved by it i'm moved by the idea of it more than i'm moved by what it yeah. actually yeah i think that like the, again just a more specific speech could have worked so much better but she yeah. is so the, like it's all Kira Knightley like it's truly all Kira Knightley it's sheer charisma it is yep. pure like gravitas and charisma that she has and just like seeing Kira Knightley fucking scream is good enough for me. Like I don't even need her to say a single word. I Ayo. literally just needed her to stand up there and fucking like on the ship's mast and just scream. She's I like, I want to see I, a fan. I, I, yeah. We need a fan edit now. If someone like someone listeners. Hi, we haven't talked in a while. Um, Make a fan edit of this speech with the Lord of the Rings music behind it, please. Yeah. Or just with the pirates music. The pirates or just music. with the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. That's yeah. true. <laughs> like, use the brand. theme. The Pirates of the Caribbean theme's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. It's great. I love this, and I love the wedding mid-battle. Oh, uh-huh. yes. We get, this moment's fucking great. We I, love, I love the mid-battle wedding. Love I love it, it so much. I love it. Before we talk about this, can I talk about one thing that, that and I just want to, or then we can move past it. I never want to think about it again. There's a scene <laughs> in the movie where Davy Jones kills the Kyburn stunt double from Game of Thrones. Oh, by fuck, 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 yeah. Tentacles through this dude's mouth and nose and they come out through his eyes. It does something for someone and that someone is not me. No, no I, I loved it. <laughs> no, Megan, no! I loved it. <laughs> Wait, no. you're that fan fiction user? Goddamn. <laughs> you wrote the novelization of this, Megan? Oh no. my God. Not this one specifically, but I'm telling you what. No. I like. I would love more horror stuff like that. Megan's a no, huge Borgullet. No. Sure, horror a- stuff like <laughs> that. Oh no, I can fuck with Borgullet because he just touches your face. He caresses you like a lover. Deception. This motherfucker puts his t- puts his tentacles into your nose holes. Ugh. <laughs> I, uh, I agree. Needlessly it was, it gross. Was just weirdly out of place. Like after they took away all of Davy Jones' like credit with the bucket thing. You know so. it was. You know it, it was. was. Just now, sort of he's, a moment of now, like, now he's wow. cool again. So it's like, oh wow, you're gonna be scary again. And it's, it was the same when he visited. He visits Calypso and he comes through the bars, which we, which we haven't talked about. 
Oh, that's we're we're far past we're, that. Yeah, it we're, doesn't we, matter. We see Bill Nighy's face, though. We see we see his actual face, which is fun. Like this he is gives, you but this be. guy. Yeah, he, we get to like actually see what he looked like before he was tentacle face. But which this I enjoyed this dum dum. He yeah. gives him the first draft of the COVID test and just like shoves his tentacle <laughs> through into this guy's brain. Pulls out, is like, I guess it's a negative, <laughs> and then the guy dies. Yeah. I love Yeah, it. it's wear a mask. <laughs> Don't have Davy Jones fuck your mouth. Um, so let's yeah, talk about I this wedding. It. We need to talk about this wedding now. Oh, Barbosa! Marry us! Fuck yeah. It's My great. favorite thing about the wedding is that Barbosa is, is like marrying them doing the speech while he is standing on a rail yep. and just hitting back and forth, <laughs> alternating. He's not actually himself. fighting. He's not actually fighting. He's just hitting two dudes on <laughs> either <laughs> side of him. He's like, ding, ding. And also, like, he has the presence of mind to go through, like, the dearly beloved. We, like, he does the whole thing. Like, he could He's going to do, do it you, right. He's the best part of these movies. Yeah. The middle a is plus moment. Like, scene that's, like, someone else in Barbosa. It's always Barbosa. That's, yeah. And, and the fighting Except is for really the cool. scene between Barbosa and Elizabeth. Yeah, and Elizabeth and Will are fighting great. Like, they are, the, their fights are really fun. I, it's organic. Their kissing is great. Like, it, it's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. I do yeah. think it's weird. I don't see the choice for Will to ask Elizabeth to marry him then because he and Elizabeth have had zero anything together this entire movie. And when he sees her on Bucket Island, when she's like, <laughs> oh, I'm a pirate king now. And he's like, like the look on his face is kind of like, fuck, I really need to, I thought I was marrying up before. Now I got to marry up hard. I really got to do this. Uh, These like, other pirates are really hot. I, they, I just don't think they've done, they put in the legwork in this movie to show them getting married. I kind of think that the choice would have been have Will go full evil and just have Elizabeth be this fully independent pirate king. Nah. I think the reason that they did that, and I'm just going back to like the other movies, was because they were so thirsty to get married and then the wedding was ruined in the second one and it's just like they've been constantly just trying to be together in all these situations, yeah. forcing them apart. So it's just like, fuck it, we're in a toilet drain. We have to get married, otherwise we're gonna die. You know, I just yeah, think like it's also an element of like, this is so much more us than an actual wedding like yeah this an, is like, a wedding like, in that's, this is who we are so much more you know yeah. this is oh. this is yeah, like so much so much more true to him as a couple sure <laughs> yeah also i wanted to say earlier at the beginning of this podcast i said i would actually make this movie a little longer to be clear the place where i would have made it longer was what we just said earlier about having all the pirates come into the battle sure. that was that moment yeah. so for everyone that was like eric said a thing that was it <laughs> it should have been like helms deep when these should have been helms deep in, in the pirate ships. ship are leaning and they're circling the toilet drain and then they're shooting their cannons. Wouldn't the cannons be aimed at the water? No. I don't, I don't see physically how the cannons would be actually hitting the other ships because the ships are tilting so much. Ian. Maybe it's like the water's going so fast. So it off the let, water. Let's backtrack on what's happening in this scene. A 50 foot tall woman made of crabs. <laughs> has made a storm that created a toilet drain in the middle of the sea. Uh-huh. I don't give a fuck about the cannon physics. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. I don't think anybody else does either. That's right. right. No thoughts? No notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, my right. next note is Barbosa legit does 100% more in this movie than Jack. Um, yep. uh, okay. 
how am I supposed to believe that Jack Sparrow is balancing on a 150-foot mast with DJ DJ Jones? Uh, Ian, there's a 50-foot woman made of crabs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, she makes a toilet bowl in the ocean in a storm. Uh-huh. Uh, the cannons are a bit fucked up in physics. Um, yeah. however, and um, I have no notes. I have no notes. <laughs> All right, then. Because. What it is. <laughs> uh, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, he is Jack Sparrow has gone from a drunken bastard who can't do anything right to like maybe the best shot in the history of the Caribbean <laughs> who can shoot any moving target with pinpoint accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> he can shoot the weapon out of someone's hand while flying on a rope across the city. He also like, creates a bastard. He can just balance anywhere. I also yeah. think he invents the parachute at some point. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. And um, parasailing at the same time. Yeah. Parachute and parasailing. Wow. Stabbed in the chesticles yep. by Davy Jones. Yeah, it's a rough part. Um, so he's going, he's down for the count. At this point, Jack is holding the heart and his broken sword, and he's like, oh fuck, do I do it? Do I not do it? What do I do? Oh I'm god. Do it. Wait, no, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next thing we see is he is. Will is pretty much dead, and he's holding the sword in Will's hand, and he plunged the sword down on Davy Jones' heart. Yeah. So Will is now the one who has killed Davy Jones yep. against Will's will. Will. Yes. He really could have just stabbed the heart before Will got stabbed, but fuck me, I guess. Um, no, I, I, he doesn't want to live forever, Lauren. That's why the next movie he's oh, pursued he the fucking fountain of youth. <laughs> you know, I, I, I like, I like, I ride for this moment. I do enjoy it because it's finally the, if we had skipped two and a half, one and a half whole movies and just had the first one and this is like, you know, Will is risking his life to save Jack at the end and now Jack is giving up immortality so Will can live is like, in a vacuum, a very sweet moment. And I yeah. think that there is, the, there is the bit of like, this entire movie he's been about the heart, the heart, the heart and immortal Jack Sparrow, immortal Jack Sparrow talking to his fucking shoulder puppets and then, when it finally comes down to it, he makes the 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 eternal decision to to give Will eternal life. I, I think I kind of think the the other way it could have gone, which I don't know, which I wouldn't have hated, is since the whole reason Will was even doing any of this shit on the Flying Dodgeman was to free his dad. Is if Bootstrap saw him killing his son and Bootstrap had stabbed the heart, but oh, that's fun. That he couldn't fun. go against the ship, I guess. Yep. Um, because he's one and, with the ship and, and the ship is Captain. with him. Well, Bootstrap uh, couldn't, like, make a choice in this entire movie. That would be dumb. Yeah. Because so. he's sad. But then, he cut, but then he does cut out Will's heart as they parachute away. That's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. But then, but at least with the awesome moment where the Dutchman flies back out as the pearls go into Beckett and we get fucking Will, all Hammerhead Man is now just man. And all their fish parts fall off because I guess Will's going to do his fucking job. Yeah. We get <laughs> no giant chest scar, open shirt, bandana wearing Captain Will Turner. And now he's got eyeliner, which means so he's a captain. Eyeliner. The bandana fucking, really threw me off. I was like, yes. where did he get the bandana? <laughs> the, when he went through the, through, the, through the planes of existence that led him to hell and back, they gave him a bandana. It's, like when it's you not a good haircut. look. It's go a bad look. look is I'm it, all about it. I is love it, it now I love called it. Will Turner's locker? It should might be. No, it should be like the fucking Dread Pirate Roberts. Fuck it. You're Davy Jones. I don't care who you are. <laughs> so like, Davy like Jones. Now you're no longer Will Turner. You're just no, Davy Jones. You're Davy Jones. You're Davey Jones. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Will. I don't make the rules. You're Davy Jones now. Sorry. You're Davy Jones. I do 
uh, have an issue with and when everyone, <laughs> when everyone is like cheering because they've won, they start cheering Captain Turner. Yeah. He did anything. He did nothing. He did nothing except for He didn't for even die. stab the heart. He literally just died. That's it. Other That's people died. Are. A no, mediocre he, white man can no, uh, anything. Yeah. <laughs> he told, he including told an immortal Dread Pirate Roberts. <laughs> he pinky promised to do his job now, so they got to not be Sharkman anymore. Yeah. They were like, hey, thank you. <laughs> do you think any of them heard him make that promise with his dad where he's like, I want you to get off this ship now. You're free. And the dad's like, yeah, but I've always been bad, dad. So I kind of yeah. always want to sail the seas. Was there any person that's like, uh, I'd love to fucking go? Like, <laughs> I'd like to peace out, please. Like I had a kid in sixteen oh two that I'd love to visit and see if they're still alive. Like, like nah. truly, I feel like also the rest of them are just like, um, Barbosa was gonna get us health care. Is that what happened? <laughs> you were gonna unionize. <laughs> is that I was hoping for sick days, like yeah. Is that not happening anymore? And Will's like, we're under new management. Shut that down. Um, so so when this happens, essentially all of this is to say that uh, the Flying Dutchman and the Black Pearl go on either side of um, the endeavor of, of Disney yeah. Plus's number one bitch, Cutler Beckett's ship. Oh, yeah. They and pig roast they, Cutler Beckett. They blast this ship harder than Jack Sparrow to Cutler Beckett on a stag night. Hey. It is. <laughs> this thing gets blown to smithereens. <laughs> it yep. is straight just fucked. And it is marvelous. I'm all about it. Again, in, in my heart of hearts, when Beckett is walking through the ship, not being touched by the awful CGI going on around him, I just, I hope in my heart of hearts that whenever I see Trump doing a press conference, this is what's happening behind his eyes. <laughs> like, oh my God, yes. Well, and it's also fun because there's so much CGI. You know that on the day of shooting, they're like, okay, all is happening around you. Just walk slowly down the stairs. And he, that's all he was doing. <laughs> and so like, at this point, at this point in the movie, I'm watching it for the second time in a goddamn month. And I'm just like, sure. Yep. And he's gone. Whatever choice you need to, to make to be done sooner. <laughs> and then sex happens. Uh, yeah. Then sex happens. And then Will and Elizabeth go to an island. Uh, where she gets lovely beachfront property, apparently. Yeah, with no house or nothing. And she's just there forever, like, she gets waiting silence. for him. She gets dressed up in his clothes. I absolutely hate that ending. I hate this for her. Yeah. I hate it, it awoke a lot I of things it the first time I saw it, too. Me, I and I was just like, this is, this is not right. <laughs> Not it's cool. not right because it's not it doesn't feel right for her up to this point the movie i feel like has done really good by like her arc and continuing what felt right from the beginning and the fact that she doesn't end up on the fucking ship at the end of this as a captain is insane i truly think that elizabeth should have been the one to steal the black pearl from him and she should have been the one that was captaining the black pearl at the end why not let elizabeth stab the heart yeah, like she probably would have done a better job. Like seriously, and then she could have left Will on the fucking island. Well, wait, why can't she just like get whoa, on the boat? Wait, with that him? makes no, more no. sense for Will to be whoa, on. The whoa, 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 no, no, she is pirate queen. She is now running a legion of pirates. The Flying Dutchman is is eternal servitude. No, <laughs> no, you are you are stuck. They should have <laughs> dropped her at shipwreck she'd be cove. The, she'd be the captain of that ship, and then the pirate queen. Wait a minute. No, no. Isn't she 
still technically, in addition to Pirate King, still the captain of Cao Feng's ship? She is! So why doesn't we see her going off on her ship and Will going off on his ship? Wait, that should have been what happened. You want Fast and Furious 7. You want the end of Furious 7 where they just go off. I want a Wiz Khalifa song. I want to (laughs) cry. One, that's a Charlie Puth song. Shut your fucking mouth. (laughs) But yeah, I, I, I agree that, I agree. Yeah, I want her on her ship. She's she deserved a ship. She no, wanted no. a ship. That's what she's wanted from second one of this series. She's and a to like novel. Yeah, and truly to like undermine that to be like, yeah, well, Elizabeth's done and she's just gonna like have babies and fucking die now. Like is so insulting to her journey. Yeah. Why didn't they just let Will die? Like, yeah. I don't care about Will. He, I don't need him to survive. Yeah, but a lot of you other teenage I mean? girls do. And then Jack could have stabbed yeah. the heart. And then no. He needs to save his friend. Like the, the, the whole point of that was for Jack's journey to give up the one thing he wanted most for his friend. Yeah. <laughs> but his friend, friend didn't want it. all the time. He gives Which I would like to point out. Well. Exactly. Which I I'd like to point out is the exact same arc that he had in the second movie. <laughs> yep. But if Keira Knightley had a ship, if she was on a ship at the end of this movie, then it's easier for me as an audience member to ostensibly believe that she doesn't have to wait 10 years every you know 10 years to see him again she could be sailing along next to him and be like yo are you going to be in tortuga next week because i'll meet you at port in tortuga i'll get on the flying dutchman bone zone you for 24 exactly. hours why does he and have then to like wait 10 you know years? it's like i could see you next month we could see each other every month like it would be yeah. so easy yeah good commodore the ships i mean like like they could figure it out yep. the the amount yep. that my heart yearns for they redo the (laughs) shot in the first movie where jack is at the like like at the wheel and he does his his song and he just like kind of smiles contentedly and it's the exact same shot from the from the end of the first movie which is a great shot yeah but it would have been more powerful if it was a different character that had that moment if it was elizabeth at the like at the wheel of her ship but finally getting to be the pirate that she and also because the first shot of the entire series is elizabeth standing at the front of a ship singing a pirate song wanting to be a pirate if the last shot of the series is elizabeth getting to stand um, like at the wheel of her own pirate ship finally getting to be a pirate i'd love that i want to believe but that, that would like, be the, the end of the series for that, there and then no like the producers the were just like no johnny depp's gotta end it guys yeah it's like, really you know, like, i feel like this was like a lot of back and forth between the writers and the producers it feels like studio but, notes yeah but luckily guys i i think we can all sleep well knowing those studio notes didn't make them a lot of money right ian they didn't make a lot of money <laughs> on this movie uh well we'll get to that but briefly <laughs> we do need to touch on the fact that this movie sets up a fourth film that we're going to talk about next week um where Whoa. We find out that, yeah, because for so this should be the end of the movie, but it goes on yeah. for 10 more minutes because we've got to see Jack doing bullshit in Tortuga with Gibbs falling asleep holding a fucking teddy bear. He lost and, the ship again. Yeah, and he's lost the ship again. And truthfully, this scene is pro- just proves the sitcom nature of this fucking character because he's walking out with two girls over his, you know, under his arms. The same two girls. Same two girls. He's lying to both of them still. I mean, like, he has not grown from the first time we have seen him in the first movie. He has not changed. He has not grown. He, like, he literally has started every single movie in the exact same place and ended every single movie in the exact same place. And then Which like, is about fine musical episode. for a supporting character. Yes, but he's yes. the lead of these movies. Yeah. Yep. 
And that's the problem. It's so dumb. And, that's how and now, he- now Hector, my boy, HB, is like, don't worry, guys. Now we're going to find the fountain of youth because there are more ways to live forever. Didn't you not want to live forever? Didn't you like live an immortal life and it was awful? Couldn't you not fail? You couldn't taste. You couldn't feel the warmth of a woman. Like, why are you doing it again? You should be craving death. He had death. He didn't like it. He, <laughs> he had immortality and then he had death. And, and now he's like, I don't know what I want. Well, and you know what? Spoiler alert. He does actually take his life into his own hands. And in the whole next movie, he's got a whole new vocation. And he's actually trying something new with his life. So we'll talk about that next week. Oh, God. I'm not. Oh, spoiler alert. I am not about it. Uh, <laughs> oh, me neither. I feel but, like I've watched that movie, but all I remember is mermaids. It's awful. Um, Anyway, my last note for this was boo. And uh, <laughs> let's see. Any other trivia? Oh, okay. Um, so this is kind of fun. In the novelization, Lauren, mm-hmm. sorry to spoil this for you. Jack's final appearance is during the sandbar scene on Bucket Island. In fact, the ending of the book is drastically different from the film. The book ends just as they're about to go into combat with the East India Trading Company. So the audience doesn't actually see Barbosa marry Will and Elizabeth in the battle. They don't see the death of, of Cutler Beckett or Davy Jones or the search for the Fountain of Youth, which forms the plot line for the next one. The last line of the book is Elizabeth looking out at her crew and calling them the Pirates of the Caribbean. Aww. That's horrific you don't I think you broke what the last 50 minutes of this movie don't exist in the novelization so you start the there's no battle there's no battle it's like twilight the the last twilight what happened did the book come out and then they just decided they hadn't finished the movie yet no i think the movie the book came out after the movie because the movie was written first well then what the fuck happened with the author of that book (laughs) well i think the book is written from elizabeth's perspective maybe or something i don't know um all right let's see what else we got um Hans Zimmer composed eight new motifs, including a new love theme for the film's soundtracks. He was scoring the scenes as the editors were working so that they could cut the scenes to the music. So all of that was being done all at the same time. Same thing with the script. The script was not finished when they started shooting, if you couldn't tell. It shows. Um, We already talked about how long the movie originally was. Oh, fun fact. This is the fourth pirate film Hans Zimmer has worked on the score for. Do you know what all what the fourth movie is, or do you know what all four movies he's pirate movies he's worked on have been? He's only done three, three Pirates of the Caribbean movies. These three and what is a pirate movie? It's not Cutthroat Island. Damn. It is the best pirate movie, arguably. Oh, is it Muppet Treasure Island? It is Muppet Treasure That's Island. That's right. Yes. I knew that. Fuck yes. yes. Oh my god. Love Muppet Treasure Island. Great. Perfect movie. Yo, uh, Tim Curry would have made these movies so much better. All right. Oh, Are you ready to play the budget game? Sure. Sure. All right. I I have, I'm looking at the screen. Yeah, Megan's looking at it. Okay. <laughs> uh, what do you think the budget for Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End was? This movie came out in 2007. Lauren, I'll go to you first. How much was Iron Man? Iron Man was $140 million in 2008. I'm going to say... 
this was pretty expensive for its time. This is like one of the most expensive movies ever made, right? Well, at the time this movie came out, it was the most expensive film ever made. Okay. I'm going to go 150 million. Okay. Eric? I'm, I'm going to go 180. 180? Megan? I'm going to go 200. 200? Yeah. All right. First of all, you guys have terrible memories. The last one cost $250 million. Well, It's <laughs> this, been a while. <laughs> the last one. This movie cost $300 million to make. Wow. Megan won. This movie in cost space. two Iron Men. <laughs> and it made it, it back two like, Iron what, tenfold? How much, movie, how much money does this movie make? This you movie cost more than movies. all three Lord of the Rings movies cost to make. Wow. Yep. Uh, and now worldwide gross. What were they this doing? was not the highest grossing Pirates of the Caribbean film. As we talked about last time, that was the second one. The second one made $1.06 billion. Uh, this did make a shit ton of money though. So how much money do we think this movie made? $850 million. All right. Great guess. Nine seventy-five. All right. <laughs> I would say a cold billion. Cold billion? Yeah. Eric is closest. $960 million. Wow. Damn. So, uh, yep. did pretty well. It is the yep. third highest grossing Pirates of the Caribbean film. Which um, means that the fourth, the fifth made more. Jesus uh, Christ. No. no it means one of, them, one of them made more and one of them made less. Yeah, exactly. So the fourth or the fifth made more. Fourth made more, fifth made less. That's my, that's my guess. All right. Now it's time to get down to it. In 2020, do yeah. we recommend the Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End? Megan, you're the guest on this episode. Oh, I'm going to go to you first. Um, I think that, I guess in reference to the series, if you're really into the first one and you want to continue this story, I would say yes. But the caveat is just keep your, keep your, you know, excitement level at a minimum keep your tentacles so, I mean, it's in your like pants. it's a tentative yes all right tentative yes eric i'm gonna go to you uh i'm gonna give it a yeah like basically if you watch the first two you, you gotta watch the third one easily um and it's a good one to throw on in the middle of the day if you're doing something else or you just want a fun watch like there's a, there's enough fun scenes to keep you going all right all right lauren what about you a qualified yes um, if you come, <laughs> if okay. you've come this far, you should probably just finish it. And also, I'd say put it on, and like you can put it on while you're like folding laundry. You know, check in yeah. for the stuff that seems cool to you. Check out for all the stuff in the middle that you don't care about. It's definitely one to just kind of watch for the highlights reel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here. Um, this is a big fan now. This is uh, <laughs> this is genuinely one of the most boring movies I have ever seen. You like, haven't seen that many movies then. In terms, <laughs> in terms of big budget action movies, this movie is atrociously long and boring. Uh, and I kind of think if you're at this point, if you've watched the first two, if you're not completely off this ship by the end of this movie, I don't really know what to do. Like, then you're us. Then you're you guys. Um, then you're just, you know, you're outvoted. That's fine. I was excited to talk about the fourth one next week where it regains a little bit of steam. Uh, but oh, wait, is that interesting? Lo- oh my God, claws coming the fuck oh, out Oh man, of this dynamic is going bullshit. to switch so quickly because fuck that fourth movie. 
We just want to get the audience on our side. Uh, I hate it so much. And like we always do at this time, is there a modern analog to Pirates of the Caribbean 3 at World's End? Uh, Lauren, I'm going to go to you first. Oh, man. You have to go to me first because I'm the one that's breaking the rules and not recommending a movie. Good. Um, as, as I'm always the rule breaker, I'm going to recommend a book series that I've been rereading over the last couple weeks. Um, because novelizations man, of pirates. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The craziest thing of, about this novelization is they don't even involve pirates. <laughs> like, kind of the craziest thing about this book series is that it does feel a little bit like the novelizations of the good version of these movies. Um, and that is, it's a series called A Darker Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab. And man, if you like Pirate King Elizabeth Swan, do I have a lead character for you? Her name is Delilah Bard. Uh, she's a pickpocket and a pirate and a thief and an absolute fucking badass. Um, it's like a fantasy pirate series about these like alternate versions of London that are all kind of stacked on top of each other. And people want to be pirates and people want to be magicians. And it's very fun and funny and touching and just like a really good adventure series. Um, so if you like pirates and you like adventures and you like ragtag bunches of misfits and badass women and bad guys becoming good guys and getting amazing redemption arcs, then uh, definitely check it out. Um, I love all of her books and I am like a, the hugest fan of this series. And that's uh, Darker Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab. It's very, very good. I've read the first one. Uh, yeah, I made him read the first one and now I'm going to make him read the next two so I can talk to someone else. I'm excited. I liked the first one a lot. Eric, yeah. what about you? Um, I'm going to go on the betrayal aspect of this. Um, if you want to see something that's like, has some backstabbing, has some twists and turns, you don't know who you can trust, you don't know who you can't, and you have Amazon Prime or have someone else's Amazon Prime password, I would recommend a movie that got on there a little while ago called Knives Out. Yes. Um, Ryan nice. Johnson's yes. movie from last year. Uh, all of us uh, historically love it. I think we've even talked about it on this show. But if you want a lead female character uh, who gets a lot of power um, that she doesn't have at the beginning of the film and a lot of people that are just essentially trying to uh, form alliances and break them as quickly as they can happen and also something that's absolutely hilarious uh, and is not too long at all, uh, yep. then I highly recommend uh, Knives Out. Can't go wrong. Awesome. Megan, do you have one? Okay, so um, I also have a book series. <laughs> Give me that sweet, sweet recommendation, Megan. Yeah. Please, please. So, please. Okay, so this is a young adult series that I used to read when I was a kid, but I really, really recommend it. It was a lot of fun, and it's full-on pirates. There's so many books, too. It's called the Bloody Jack series, being an account of the curious adventures of Mary Jackie. And it's really, really fun. It goes deep, 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 deep into historical fiction about pirates, and you get to meet, like, Blackbeard and Rakeham and everybody. It's a lot of fun, and there's, like, 12 books. <laughs> If you and can hear some click, click, clack, and that is me Googling this. I'll right send it now. to you. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to oh, you. <laughs> I'll send you Darker Shade of Magic because it's good. I've read it. It's good. Oh, really? You have? That's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, I'm going to be super boring. I When I was thinking about like uh, movies that on the surface are way too long, uh, have to combine a thousand and one plot lines and have to do so in an interesting way and are produced by the largest uh, entertainment conglomerate in the world, uh, I just think Avengers Endgame does everything in this movie a billion times better. So Avengers <laughs> yes, Endgame is my recommendation. Uh, I think it's a great movie, and I think uh, yep. watch it. And uh, or or if you want any a, a thousand and one other double crosses, watch fucking uh, watch Mission Impossible Fallout, another 
very long, incredibly epic action movie with a lot of great double crosses and a big budget. And a big budget. Thank you, Dad, who's here as well. <laughs> um, but awesome. That's it. Um, great. Uh, Eric, talk to us about The Living Force. Yeah, the Living Force podcast is still going every Monday night. We're, we've started going live on Twitch, which is crazy interesting, and people can see my face. Uh, so we're doing that. Uh, releasing podcasts every single week is a lot of fun. We're doing more Patreon stuff. We just did a new one this morning uh, where we take a random Star Wars book, pick a random page, and read it, and then talk about it, which was madness. So That's cool. I a lot love of fun it. over there. Yeah, utini.com, the Living Force podcast, uh, all your Star Wars needs. Excellent. Uh, Megan, do you have anything that you want to plug? Anything that you're, that you're doing right now or anything that you want to tell people to go do? Um, remain six feet apart and wear your fucking masks. Love it. That's, yes. that's what I'm going to tell you. Go to protests and, you know, just be a kind, good person. That'd be cool. Yep. Thanks. Lauren, you want to talk about Vanishing Act a little bit? At this point, yeah. the trailer will be out. Yeah, I, I'm trying to be better about being uh self-promoting because i am notorious for being like i don't know people don't care um but we've been working really really hard on this project um it's called the vanishing act you can find all of the info on our feed and on our all of our social media uh it is a an audio drama podcast so it is not like this podcast it is scripted written by us directed by us and starring some of the amazing guests that we've had on here and some other like local chicago actors um it's also just like a big dumb adventure, I think, that has that that shows a lot of the things that we love and and we gush about all the time. Uh, and it's just a really fun, silly mystery adventure. Uh, I think actually, by the time we release this episode, the first episode of it at least will be released. Yeah, so go listen to that. So if if this is released post August third, it will be out. So absolutely go check it out. Huh? Awesome. I said, who knows? I, the schedule is completely off in my brain, but I hope it is. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I co-write that and co-direct it with Lauren. So please, yeah, go check that out. And Eric acts on it. So Eric that's acts on it. So does Lauren. So do I. So do a bunch of people. We're, we're all very excited. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening, folks. Um, <laughs> please make sure that you uh, leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, all of the places that you find your podcast that you listen to us. Uh, make sure you check us out on Instagram at uh, Not Another Film Podcast, Facebook at Not Another Film Podcast, Twitter at, at Film Another. And if you have film recommendations that you would like us to do, or if you are in the Chicagoland area and you would like to do uh, an episode with us, then leave us an email at Not Another Film Podcast at gmail.com. Or and if, if you're, you're going, and if you're going to do that, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, that is so, so helpful. So helpful. We've been stalled out with the reviews for a while. Just go leave us some right now. Five stars or nothing. If you do anything less, then you're a piece of eight, and you know what that means. Uh, <laughs> We're going to light you on fire in a bowl. Folks, ER. <laughs> <laughs>